Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. Hey y'all! Howdy, howdy! It's Jazz, forty ounce connoisseur, and it's Cat Daddy, and I'm excited. Oh man, we are so excited! First of all, it's still Halloween season. Okay, it's that time, but finally, we are covering the Halloween franchise. Dance aggressively as per usual. Also, when you said finally, I immediately heard finally the Rock. Has come back. Oh. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, all right. Yes. I, okay. Well, the, it fits because Michael Myers is doing some uh, Monday Night Raw type shit in some of these movies. Like, just straight up walking walking through doors, just in here, doing whatever. You know, but everybody watched everybody else cover all the Halloween movies. And we just waited our turn because I'm like, yeah, it's Halloween because you know I love Michael Myers. This is one of those uh, horror movies that I've been watching since forever and where i saw the original movie early because every halloween they are playing all the halloween movies bruh and i'm like yep i seen every halloween movie and then when i was old enough i got to see h2o in theaters beautiful we have a like me me and halloween movies have a relationship okay Mm-hmm. Like I am biased. Don't come to me for no fucking objective opinion of fucking what Michael Myers be doing, bitch. No, no, <laughs> just no. Like don't, don't, don't. Charles Lee Ray, don't talk act objective. Fuck you. What are you talking about? I don't care. This is like I, I, the chest. the bias is up here. Okay, I like all the movies. All the Halloween movies are good. I'm saying that with my chest. I see. All you. of them you, are good. Just like Scream. You. All of them are good. Your chest is puffed out. <laughs> <laughs> Whole thing. All of them are good. Do they all have problems? Ooh. Yes. Ooh, they have problems. Some of them are terrible, but they're good. Because 
it I'm here to watch Michael Myers stab people up. That if you sign up to watch somebody in a white mask and a dicky suit stab people with a knife, then you're getting what you ask for every movie. Every movie. Almost every movie. Okay, with the exception well, yes, of one. every movie. No, no, no. Yes, every movie. Because even in that one, you get a small slither of it. Okay, fair. Fair. Like a, just so, a literally a flash and not a pinch. Not the, yeah. A dab. A dollop. Um, so yeah, Michael Myers stabbing people with knives is my brand of uh horror. So if you put him in any kind of movie, plot, no plot, supernatural, no supernatural, cult, no cult, CGI practical effects whatever you want to do stalker you know wrestler however you want to put them i'm watching michael myers gang gang i mean the movie the franchise itself in general is iconic um it is i'm gonna just put out there like i too am a part of the many people who pull up to a halloween film and want it to be a stab fest starting the shape themselves like big mike big mike cutting up if you if you are in constant communication with me, I'd probably tell you, wow, you know what I'm about to do? Watch Big Mike cut up. And everyone knows exactly what I'm talking about. I just, wow, iconic legend. Now, let's like we do know that over time, the kill count in each movie definitely dramatically increased, especially with later films. Also, like for those who did not know, and to refresh everyone's memory, especially for those movie three haters out there, because I actually really like that movie. I don't give a damn what anyone thinks. I don't give a fuck. I'm about to be over here, throw my gang signs up, gang gang bitch. Movie three of this movie, movie three of Nightmare on Elm Street, let's go. I don't give a damn. Yep, okay, Jazz got her hands up too. I just really feel like Season of the Witch is that girl. I will write a whole essay on this because the real thing is the whole shaboop, the whole Halloween shaboop was meant to be an anthology shit anyways. Like, now granted, you know, maybe we shouldn't have did, okay, movie one, Big Mike, movie two, the saga continues, and then movie three, something else. Because now people thinking, okay, movie three, Big Mike, instead of like maybe, you know, an introduction with it sooner. I'm on board regardless. I'm one of those people who deal with ambiguity very well, shaking and moving real easy, bitch, ducking and dodging. So get into this franchise. It is chaotic. Just to give you guys a heads up, we have seen Halloween ends by now. So if you have not, we're letting you know right now. Spoiler alert. We're going to go there. It's going there like Degrassi. It, just like Degrassi now. Let's there. let's give this overview, general overview. Whole franchise overview. Roll, yeah. And I'm going to go around like a little roller coaster. So we got Big Mike. He hey. is stabbing people up. And, you know, things happen. He is being detained. And he escapes and wreaks havoc multiple times. All he does is escape and wreak havoc and chase Laurie Strode. Now, the timeline, you know, goes into whether they're chasing Laurie Strode, whether they're chasing the relatives of Laurie Strode, whether it's cult-based. That all changes as we go through the franchise, okay? Also, sometimes you skip all that and he just breaks loose and beats people ass again. It's still the movie. The movie is... Mikael Myers, Myers, wow, Mikael Myers, <laughs> that broke the fuck loose, and now he is whooping ass. He's in Haddonfield beating ass up. For one time, he was in uh, California, H2O. I was like, how the fuck he, but he could drive. I forget, I be forgetting he could drive, which is something I'm going to get into because- The mm, talent. Yes, the talent. And some okay, of these yeah. movies are really like, plot-wise, it's like, what the fuck? But you know what? I thought about this. I was like, remember when you watched those fucking movies from the 70s and 80s and the plot was real ridiculous and you it didn't matter because they was all like old and back, you know, back to back. Yes. 
people are going to watch these movies 15, 20 years from now, and it's going to be camp as fuck. And they're going to be like, oh, man, this is silly as hell, but we love this. I'm like, listen, y'all don't see the vision. This is really, mm, this is, Mm. this is ridiculous. Yes, it's ridiculous. But think about those ridiculous plots from 1983. Okay, or whatever year. And does that make it good? No, but you got to suspend your disbelief like, oh, fuck this. Yes. We live. And once you can do that, you can have a really good time. Because I had a good time with these new movies. It's just that, do they make the most sense? No. No. Who cares? No. There's people that care. Oh, Um, no. There are people that care. And I'm not mad at you that you care. You want your movie to make sense. And me, I told y'all, I let them put sharks in tornadoes. I do not care. I don't care. Okay. I'm so glad that we're here because I feel like we're looking at each other and we're seeing very much eye to eye. I'm glad you brought up a little... Started the conversation. Opened the saloon on the jibber-jabber around... Jibber-jabber, bitch. I'm crying. The cheetah cheetah talk around the new movie, especially the latest one, Halloween Ends, and how folks have been like, oh, it's so soap opera. Guess what, y'all? The whole motherfucking franchise is a goddamn soap opera, okay? Let's start there. How many so raise your hand if you've seen more than one soap? I know some of y'all didn't seen Passions. I know some of y'all didn't seen the All My Children's The One Life You Live As the World Turns. I know you didn't see them all, baby. And we're not even gonna get into the telenovelas. I know you've seen them. Okay? The Nigerian soap operas. I know you've seen them. So you we have- all Okay, yeah. let's get it. We're here. Days of our knives. Listen. Listen, because that this movie, yes, it's not like even the first movie is soap opera. Okay. They're stalkers and soap operas. They pop up and they vanish real fucking quick. Okay. It's maybe it's not given what you thought it was given. And that's okay. That's fine. But like all of these are soap operas, especially when you get into this, uh, we already said spoiler alert, movie two decision of now Lori and Mike are are siblings now, like out of nowhere. Bitch, that's a soap opera reveal. Let's start there. Then you get to movie three. We're going to keep that in a separate category. Also, just to let y'all know, we're not covering the Rob Zombie movies on here. So if you thought you was going to hear that, guess what? Mm-mm. But uh, you know, that's it's beautiful gowns. So we're, movie three. Movie three, soap opera. That's a whole. That's a whole nother saga. That's like the Christmas special. That's a whole whole nother chapter, baby. That's a whole nother soap. That is literally a passions episode, straight up. Think about like a nega passions episode. That's that. I just really feel like if it didn't, you know, if you thought, especially in the most recent movie, if you thought you were pulling up, if you have not heard anything, y'all, I'm just saying, if y'all ain't watch it yet, it's the time to pause. But if you thought you were pulling up to see. A mic show, like the mic show, like you're used to seeing, it's not happening. So if you're already coming in with that mindset, and which is crazy is if we look at the title cards or the themes of the title cards of the first three movies, and then look at Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills, and then Halloween Ends, they all have the same theming. So just like in my mind, oh, Halloween 3 was not like Halloween 1 and Halloween 2, and Halloween Ends is not like Halloween 2018, and it's not like Halloween Kills. So go in with go into it with that. That didn't even spoil too much, but please go into it with that and be open minded. I'm not I'm not forgiving it because the, the storyline did go made a slight left, you know, like a quick left. You know how slight. I'm hitting them corners. Slight. Just, girl, are you saying slight? Girl, slight, go to hell. It made a sharp. <laughs> it made a sharp left. <laughs> 
I'm just saying, I was watching that and I had questions. Um, I'm still bobbling along. Mike gonna come back anyways. I know we all saw what we saw, but he's still gonna, <laughs> he gonna come back. And I'm gonna just be doing my dance moves. Let's get it, bitch. 1978, Halloween. Halloween. You can catch that bitch on Shutter. It is worth the money if you have to rent it, buy it. Halloween, 1978. John Carpenter and Deborah Hill did they motherfucking thing. I this first of all the, the score the score off rip the da, 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 the 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 sense like it just it hits make your chest pop ages hey, pop okay cat please sorry I'm actually like <laughs> <laughs> either way uh well I gotta be stopped she won't be stopped she's gonna be on camera Can't stop. stop well. We have this sense coming in, and you have a like a simple intro, black with the pumpkin, a little jack o' lantern. <laughs> Kathleen is still dancing in the camera. I cannot. At stand least I'm muted this time. <laughs> Not a beast pop. Like every time the beat comes, I just start popping. <laughs> I just can't help it. It just go to beast slap. Shout out to John Carpenter. He stayed with the slapping ass beats in all the movies, bro. That's crazy. <sighs> and um, I will say John Carpenter worked on quite a few of the um, versions of this OG like score throughout the other sequels. So he is literally still added at the simple machine like doom, with his little turtleneck on. He also made He's the beat for, uh, for Shutter. Doom, doom. Doom. That was him. Yeah. Also, Isn't that based off know, of the thing? I think, I think so. so. Doom, doom. Let's get it. But also, mm. Halloween 2018, you hear that sound often. Dun, dun, real quick, to be fair. It's, you know. We in Antarctica. It's going down. We are here. But 1978, we are not in Antarctica. We are in Haddonfield. And you are seeing like the POV shot. And this girl and her little boyfriend make it out. And somebody looking through the window. And they come through the house. And they leave. And they're like, yeah. And they get a knife. And they just stab the girl up. So you're like, what the fuck? Who is this? Oh, shit. And you get to the point where they get outside. And the parents come home. And it's revealed. Boom. Little Mike. Michael Byers got a clown outfit on. He just stabbed his fucking sister up, titties out, stabbed him, stabbed her up, and now yeah, he's like fuck. What six? He's six. The stabby stabby at six. Oh, man. girl, what? And this is seventy eight, so it's not like you know you flipping on the TV and that's the first thing you see. Like you know, it's just no. You're gonna see some some westerns. You're gonna see maybe that's what you see in the western. I don't know. Not turn up like this in no. a clown suit. Not not no little kid. You know. Well, yes, people dress as clowns, but also a child committing murder. And you see them like, well, wow, we go to the future. Because now at this point, Michael Myers is a grown up and he's a Smith Groves. And they, you know, got to transfer him because it's the law. And Loomis is like, this motherfucker, period. But he ain't said shit since he got in here, bruh. Ain't nothing in his eyes but the devil. We, you know, we, he is evil. I, honestly, we need to lock him up forever, girl. Like, this is, uh-uh. He's talking to Nurse Mary all chambers. He's like, it, look, bruh, we just moving this dude. And they get to the jank and the patience is outside. Why the fuck Big Mike jump on top of the car and steal the car and drive the fuck off? First of all, who the fuck, bruh, Limber, and who the fuck taught him how to drive? He he just said that bitch like, all right, we in this hoe. I'm driving, bro. 
And they was like, oh, he's coming so he in. Just having them jazz. Well, look, he's very observant, as we learned throughout the series, because there's a scene in the new Jake that he observed. I was like, shit, wow. But he drives, you know he about to go to Haddonfield. You know he and you know he about to pick up his fucking signature outfit. He about to beat somebody's mechanic ass. I don't know. I'm like, damn, these poor mechanics. One day you you fix us a transmission, and the next day you get your ass beat by Big Mike. I Damn, not horror on the clock. Come at you quick. It comes at you quick. I, well, you know he got a car. You know he got a jumpsuit. And you know he got a mask. He's whooping ass. He's killing people. He's like, I'm going back to my home in Hatterfield. And Loomis is like, we got to get, look, he got to get him. He's fucking people up. He's about to kill somebody. And at first they're like, oh man, that's not... Lubis is not all right. You know, they think he they're over they think he's over exaggerating. They think he's not good. But little do they know he is the smartest person on the planet right now. You need to be listening to everything he's saying. You need to call the next town over police. They need to come in and lock it down on the roads. You cannot let Big Mike escape. He is a menace to society. And as you see, Halloween is no longer safe because he is outside with a knife. Kids are trick-or-treating, and this motherfucker has a real knife standing outside, surrounded by children, singing and swinging their fucking candy. Th- that is scary as fuck, and that could happen today. You could Your kids could be out trick-or-treating, and somebody just standing there being scary, but you don't know if they're being scary or if they are actually, in fact, a villain. You know, it's always one person who want to take it to the next level and without the consent of the entire group. Like, always. You know, you know when you look over like, damn, it was you. You know when you was in school and the whole line was supposed to be quiet and it's that one motherfucker that can't stop talking and all y'all looking back like, damn, it's you. Same thing. Mike is the nigga in the suit. It's just, damn, it's you. Um, He doing a good job, though, hiding behind the trees being creepy Um, because, you know, he's following the girl Lori home. And let's, I'm not condoning. Any kind of stalker activity at all. But the way Mike is following them home. First of all, he cruising down the street. He got the, the mask outfit combo on. Not really sure what he got popping, but he's like, fuck a bitch, we live. We out here. And Lori and her homegirls, Annie and Linda and them, they walking down the street. Linda smoking jacks after school. You know, she just smelling like Newports and shit before she get in the house. It's cool. Like, she got to get the smoky smoke. But she come in there. You know, her mama going to see this shit like that. It's not like the 50s. You're not getting away with this shit. They see your ass, bitch. So they walking down the street. They're upset because Big Mike coming down the street in the shop in the station wagon and they're not pissed because they don't know it's him but they just like you know this this man is being weird you know we need to get him up out of here they honestly I I wish they sh- I wish they had pepper spray they would have been better equipped I know this existed at the time you know they could have had something I don't know but they somebody makes a smart comment about him you know speed kills cuz he's flying down the street girl cuz he's like whoop see your ass and then he stops at the end of the street Trying to be cute in the car, like, you know, try to flex a little bit. And they were shook, not even going to hold you. But, you know, you're thinking he's gone and he's not. And this is when we start this cat and mouse shit and him lurking behind the trees. You see him in the distance. Let's also talk about he's the fastest motherfuckers of all time, okay? you Now he's here. You see, here today, gone tomorrow. One minute he in the sheet, next minute he not. One minute he behind the tree, next minute he, One time you see him, then boom, hit the corner, look down the hallway, the motherfucker gone. Like, I just- He could teleport. He can teleport. He don't run or nothing. He He, just is walking. Bruh, he's never out of breath. If y'all seen Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon, this motherfucker is talking about how he would be doing stuff. He was like, my cardio. I always had to seem like I'm out of breath. Because look at this motherfucker. He just be showing up, and you'll see in later movies where he is one place, and then he'll pop up fucking behind you. How the fuck did you get here this fast? 
Don't ask no questions. He just snapped his fingers, twitched his nose like bewitched, and popped up behind your ass. He, uh, just, that's the only way. That is the only way. Like, I, I don't know. But they walk home. Like, at one point, Mike went from riding past them on the street to this, this man is standing in the middle of the fucking sidewalk. He is dead ass just cooling. He's standing next to the bushes, open stance, out here, ready. Second position, ready to rock. Actually, third position, because he had his arms out. He ready to go. And he's out here, and he's just like, next to you, though, bow behind the bushes. Then Lori call her, right, let me run up on him. Got your ass. She get there, got your ass. He's gone. And you just, I just, all I think is, wow. I said this shit to my partner when we were re-watching this. I feel like I say this to people all the time when I'm watching. People start asking questions about, how come Mike be moving doing this? Or how come? You have to suspend your disbelief when you are watching this franchise. Once again, this is established from day one, y'all. So when y'all get to the end and maybe it's shit to bed, not me, I didn't say that, but some of y'all was like, this shit is shit to bed. And I feel you. I see why you're upset. I know why the girls are mad. When you suspend your disbelief from day one and go in like you go in with Game of Thrones, nobody is safe. Anything is liable to happen, just like a soap opera. Don't quote me, y'all. I just, you know. But anyways, Lori got a job. She's supposed to be watching Tommy and them. She's supposed to be um, babysitting. And, you know, it's Halloween and her friends trying to, you know, what teens in this movie be doing. They be trying to cupcake and shit at people, people's houses. Can we back up really quickly? Let's talk about the girl, Annie, and how she was smoking that gas in the car. And I'm just the trying gas, to figure out- The gas, that Reggie. The Reggie, excuse me. The gas, the, <clears throat> the motor gas, the cloud of puff, the puff behind the truck. That's what it was. It was definitely the Reginald. She had the driest of the dry and- I still don't understand how her cop ass daddy ain't smell none of that shit. Like he had privilege to. is crazy. Also, I rewatched that scene because I was watching it earlier. I was like, girl, first of all, oh my dad, he was at the corner. All you had to do was pull the fuck over and let the smoke out your car, at least. First of all, I wasn't having these problems because I was not a teen riding around in nobody's car with no smoke. Let me tell you something. Pumpkin would have caught me in a cold. Listen, I I don't know. I might be talking to you guys from the afterlife. Well, so I don't know this life, but girl, why did you just pull over? I don't understand. Privilege is wild. I, I know he smelled that. It definitely was in their clothes. They ain't spraying nothing down enough of Jesus. They was just living their lives. And that's cool. I, I love that you feel comfortable enough for that. But Mike is really like at this point of the film following Lori. You know, we see a bit of that. Like, you know, she's out here living her life. She's getting herself together after school. Nothing, you know, outrageous. But, you know, she's feeling a little nervous. Then she look out the window. And rightfully so. Because this motherfucker's standing in the, in the sheets. And next thing you know, he's not standing in the sheets. And I was like, wow, the editing on that, they dropped the ball. But it's all good. And she didn't look away or nothing, God. But it's okay. It's all right. I was shook, too. Because it made you also feel like, did she see that? Did she not really see that? Like, what's going on? Is she um, paranoid? Okay, is it in her brain? So at the nighttime, you know, the kids get the canoodling. They, they, you know, they show up to her house a little bit later, but they actually don't because some people get killed off foul beforehand. We see Big Mike go into action when the lights go out. You know, it's Halloween. It's a lot of mischief outside. Ta ta ta. He pulling up. He not even shooting them. He just stabbing them. He just shanking them up, pinning people to the wall. You know, you get this one scene when he come back dressed up like a ghost. That shit had me rolling. He had a nerve to put oh, uh, Bob's glasses on after he kills him in the kitchen. That was silly. I was like, now, bruh, the fact that, ooh, let me put this sheet on and the glasses. Like, you decided to do both and you stood at the door. Like, you knew what the fuck you was doing. 
And then you go put the tombstone on the bed. Like, he just had a whole lot of shit. They hiding in the car to wow. fogged up the windows and killed, I think, Linda. you just killing people. Luckily, the kids got away because Lori is watching all these kids. Also, these are some of the worst babysitters ever in my life. Like, Lori, all right. But the other one, like, yeah, I'm going to send my kids somewhere else in somebody else's house while I have sex in your house and I'm going to invite other people to your house. Girl, what? Also, do you think that's... Bruh, and smoke in the bed and have sex in the bed. Gross. Ooh, what is happening here? That's not my kind of babysitting. Not my kind of babysitting. I just watch the children and that is it. Gotta think about the children. These four, well, at least the kid did get over there because they were safe with Lori. Lori um, told them they could leave as, you know, the shape went in there, beat her ass. You see all the iconic scenes, clearly. Him just slinking behind her, raising up and looking at her while, while the camera focused on her. You see him in the background like, I ain't dead yet. I love just, that. Just walking across the street, trying to get to her, and eventually... Sure. Swiftly, but it it again like yes, and he never says anything. But you know what? After all this, Loomis finds them. It's like, oh no, I gotta kill him. I gotta shoot him. And I mean, not that that really works because I mean they shoot him and see his eyes damaged because she poked him with that damn coat hanger and shit. But Mm -hmm. he's clearly not dead because we have a second movie. But Lori does make it out. I will say that. Lori is alive. Lori's friends, not so much. No, her friends are gone. Her friends are gone. That's it. That sucks. And then this starts like uh, a life of like sorrow and despair and stress for Lori Strode. Like, and everyone in the fucking town of Haddonfield, like Haddonfield, excuse me. They are just like, they're going through it every year. I also don't understand why they have not beefed up their policing tactics of just Mike, like clearly not everybody else, just this one person. Like they don't have no tactical gear. They don't have nothing. They don't have no tasers, bitch. They don't have nothing. Like I'm really just confused because I know these things kind of exist in this time period. And I'm pretty sure for the feds, at least for the feds. So I'm just kind of like, I don't know, bro. Like they, I don't know what it was going to do. They, it seems like to me, they weren't doing everything in their power. Also, I feel like Mike was cutting up, digging up um, Judas headstone. And just putting that shit on display. Like, what a big fuck you to your sister. What'd she really do, bro? Like, was you mad because she was out here not paying attention to you before and before the incident where you killed her? And during, like, she was too busy canoodling with her boyfriend? Because it seems like you. And what's my girl's name? It's gonna come to me. Got the same, uh, whatchamacallit, ogre, old boy mother got the same situation in mind around teens and not doing their job. Oh, you talk about um, Miss Voorhees. Yes, Mrs. Voorhees. Thank you. Except yes. from a kid's perspective. Like, why are you not hanging out with me? You too busy doing wild shit. And this is probably not the first time. I didn't know it was going to take him to that kind of that kind of uh, stratosphere. But, you know, hey, we're here now. You're living in it. You know, you clearly said fuck you because you didn't pull her damn headstone up and toss that shit like a fucking WWE like prop. You were not caring at all. Also, shout out to Michael Myers slash or best known as The Shape inspiring The Undertaker in this aggressive sit-up. Uh, okay and shout out to Dick Castle for playing Big Mike in this situation Um, and Donald Pleasance for being Loomis and being you know chaotic and all the things that we get after this now Halloween 2 1981 you catch that on Peacock Fubo which everybody be getting the Fubo I'm not getting that because it's another app come on please but they did have a lot of the Halloween movies when I was looking 
And I'm like, y'all knew what y'all was doing by getting the Halloween movies in October. Y'all are petty. But Rick Rosenthal, Rosenthal um, directed this one. And, you know, you get like a little recap of all this. And you get the iconic Mr. Sandman song, which I think that song is great and creepy. And this is the one I saw the most as a child. As a child, I watched this one the most, almost to the point where it blended in with the first one, which it does, because it's um, the same fucking night. His ass is still literally walking around. He's stealing knives from motherfuckers making ham sandwiches. He pulling up at the hospital. Michael Myers stay beating people ass in the hospital, bro. Don't be a goddamn nurse. Oh, my goodness. You are going down, bro. Tired. He, he, I don't know how much respect he has for frontline workers. Like, he really just be cutting up. He's very much a fuck the police type person. And I feel that. But also, like, the, the frontline workers. The Come on, not the, the firefighters. Grocery, like, what? Oh, especially the what fire department. Truly. What fucking fire department does Haddonfield have in present day? Can't find him. Non-existent. I just, he's over it. And so maybe he's just some like authoritative figures, whether it's on a smaller scale or on a larger scale, once again, scale. And once again, I feel that I'm not gonna cut up to this degree, but I feel that. But Halloween 2 picks up exactly where the end the first the end of the first movie le- uh, left us. And I love when movies do this. I like a continuation because, like, okay, and then what? And I'm like, all right, I feel you. Shout out to y'all. Um, but once again, it's so chaotic because now the town is riled up, the local authorities are riled up, everyone's like, oh my god. Where's Michael? Who's Michael? We, I can't figure out where he is. We're trying to find him. He's still killing Mike. Just solidly whoo, slipping in and out of places, fucking niggas up. You know, doing this and thug thizzle. That's the type of time. That's why we're here. And so, but the the two things. One, the authorities are really out here just like not doing all of the things and doing nothing at the same time. And then two paired with one, when we get to the scene where this young man like the dumbass he is, is dressed completely like Michael Myers, walking down the street, in the middle of the street. Read the room, bitch. Read the room. Not Ben Tramer. Baby, and Ben, and and, and Lori thought she was going on a date with Ben. It's not happening. Um, Because out of nowhere, shoom, fed car comes flying down the street like a motherfucking Hot Wheels commercial and runs his ass into the brick wall like a stuntman. And I was like, what the fuck? This was so extreme. This is my kind of time. Well, now we know that, guess what? Mikhail Myers is not gone. Okay, because they're thinking, they spend the movie trying, like the first half thinking he's dead and he's not. It's actually Ben Tramer. So that leaves Michael free to get the bodies that he's getting one by one. And you know he on his way to finish Lori Stroh off, who's in the hospital, who don't want no drugs. Because she's like, no, motherfucker, he's coming back. He ain't dead. He trying to beat my ass. So now he in here killing people in the hospital, stabbing them up, injecting them with needles and shit like that, stabbing people in the eyeballs, all kinds of shit. While everyone else is outside looking for... Well, once they realize it's not him, they're like, he's still out here. He's going for Lori. So now we got to all move to the hospital after, you know, 90% of their staff is already goddamn dead to save the three remaining people. Mm. I shot him six times. Well, you know, we clearly didn't shoot him well enough because you see Mike is back. He's still wreaking havoc. And here's a couple of things. When you pull up to the hospital, it's all kinds of shit happening at the hospital before Mike pull up, pulls up. There's a child who has a razor 
in his mouth. His mouth is fucked up. So, you know, that whole, you know, propaganda air quotes around like people putting raisins in the food and, you know, check your candy around Halloween, which is real because it's, you know, some sick fucks out there who are doing all kinds of stuff. I also felt like, you know, maybe this is a bit of foreshadowing they didn't even realize in terms of like, you know, killing out kids. Because if you look at the next movie, that's a direct theme in that movie. Just saying, I know somebody's like, girl, you're reaching. Yeah. And I'm going to reach with this motherfucker tin hat on. Get on my face. So anyways, I also, for some reason, I'm looking at my notes and I don't know why I had this random fire and ice category comparing Michael Myers to Jay. <laughs> to Jason X. <laughs> I don't know what was going on with me, but I literally was just like Mike's cooked face. Jason has to put somebody's face in the ice. I just was like, I don't know. I was cutting up. I was doing the most. Um, but in this movie, I think I wrote in my notes like uh when the best part is when Mike like walks through the doors, like he busts through the whole shit. And I said he busts through it like a paper celebratory wall. That wall had been made out of paper mache. Like he just was like, hello, surprise, mm-hmm. I'm in here now. Bow, 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 bow. Everybody did. Also, I want to talk about, you know, yeah, you talking about the Jason X, that, that super hot, hot tub killing. Ooh, whoa, yuck. Yep. Hot dog water. Mm-mm. Yep. Also, that nurse, doctor dude, why are y'all doing this on the job? Why do y'all feel comfortable doing this? Also, he was singing Amazing Grace, sit on my face, and I wanted him to be fired immediately. I wanted HR to walk in right that second, and they did not. It made me very uncomfortable. Undesirable behaviors. It was unacceptable. I was just like, okay, thanks for making us uncomfortable for two seconds. When is he dying? Like, I really just, I cannot. But the way this movie, the way this movie ends, like, I really wish they just would have kept the anthology thing and maybe brought Mike back later or had him rolling full time in the third movie. I don't know. Well, they had to, you know, look, it was a hit. It was a hit and they had to make a sequel and they had to compare with now Jason Voorhees and everybody else who's making these slashers and making more than one movie. They're like, we got to bring them back. So they did that. And then it was definitely hard to place that next anthology movie in there with all of them because everyone was expecting Mikael Michaels. But Loomis pretty much sacrifices himself and we think that Loomis is dead because this movie is not supposed to happen. This movie was not supposed... They didn't... They wrote Halloween to be a movie and that's it. And y'all squeeze the fucking second movie out of here. So when we get back to, you know, the return in part four, it's like, come on, bro. We were not... What are you doing here? And you know, that audience be cutting up and the crowd speaks. Like, they're like, bitch, give us the movie or we're going to jump you in the parking lot. That's very much what type of time they're going to be on. And then for timeline's sake, if you're following along at, not this point, but after the first movie. So the first movie, excuse me, 2018 is a direct sequel to the first movie. So at this point, none of this shit has happened. Michael Myers is not related to Lois Strode. They don't have, as we learn in movie four, they, there's no niece nephew situation. There's none of that. None of that shit. There's no surprise. I'm dead, but I'm not dead in the later movies. Like there's none of those things. We just go straight to Lori has a daughter and Lori has a lot of trauma that she has had a lot of a long time to work through. And she has not really worked through it at all because she's always living her life on the edge. Um, So that's where that kind of story timeline goes from. But at the end of season two, and honestly, let's go back a little bit because the ratings on this, like I could give, you know, it is what it is. But the first movie had a 7.7 out of 10 on IMDb and a 98% on Rotten Tomato, right? And then if you get to 
your face. You were like, bitch, I'm not having it. For movie two, it's a 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb and a 30% on Rotten Tomato, 40% you on bitches? Metacritic. Yeah, that's what the streets is saying. And that was at the you- time when I took these notes. And what I noticed yeah. while I was going back to my notes a lot of these views have changed. So remember earlier when you were like, oh, there's always a marathon or some shit for this movie. I think people were going back and looking again because obviously, duh, tis the season. But also on that note, AMC at the time of recording this is going to be showing their Halloween marathon this weekend. So you might see it by the time you hear this. Yeehaw. But yeah, you know, these movies, it's going to be a portion where, you know, the timelines don't add up or, you know, just stuff be happening, Okay. And y'all gonna feel a way about it. And but then later on, where it's campy, Kat is showing me a picture. Please, please. The thing is, sometimes the movies are just a little, you know, they're a little camp. And you just gotta suspend your disbelief. And you don't wanna do it right now because it's jolting for it to be so silly so quickly. But think about the people again in the 1980s and stuff when those movies were coming out and people were getting, you know, back to life with electricity and shit. Random. <laughs> so freaking random Frankenstein shit happened and now your killer is revived and now we're doing this shit again. And y'all are looking back at those movies as endearing. Give it like 15 years, maybe. Maybe 15 years people still hate it. I don't know. Because people really hate the last couple movies but you know we'll get into it i can't but people People love they do but people love this movie which again i can't i I thought it was gonna be a higher score than that when you said 6.5 for halloween 2 for like imdb i thought the rotten tomatoes was gonna be higher and you said it was like 30 i was like oh my heart at 30 how dare you it's not that bad right now while we're talking about it so we get a fresh number because i took these like notes like weeks apart because i was calling myself being cute um but let's look right now because i feel like it's still giving that same um that same energy and yeah it's a 6.5 out of 10 for imdb 30 percent rotten tomatoes and 40 percent metacritic so now girl the girls is like bitch i'm not budging these other movies maybe but this one it's a no for me. That it. Oh my gosh! I love Halloween too, just for the simple fact it has Mr. Sandman. So I don't care. Um, everything's null and void. I give both of these movies like a nine out of ten. Don't care. Don't care. Top tier. They are excellent. Michael Myers movies. Michael Myers did what he came to do. I don't care what the haters got to say. I have hater blockers on. Look at me, hater block. Yes, we love don't, that. Got to block out all the haters. Don't show me your tweets. I can't read right now. Don't show me your tweets. Did not read. Big no. Wall attacks. Did not read. No. Halloween 1 and 2 are fucking top tier to me. And Halloween 3 is pretty good too. I had not seen it until like 2019, 2020. I'd never watched it and because wow. the narrative around it was Halloween three sucks. It doesn't exist. And everybody would that was in there as I when I was growing up. So oh, in the nineties, wow. in the nineties, people were like, fuck this movie. Never do you don't need to watch this movie. And a lot of times it wasn't even on the TV. It wasn't even in the marathons. So I'm like, I've never seen it. And then there's the cult following, you know, as I got more and more into, you know the horror community people are like yeah this movie's actually not that bad i'm like well let me just watch it it's actually so much fun i like this movie a lot i don't care that michael myers is not in it i do not care i do hate the song oh i love the song it's annoying as fuck 
Ain't one day so Halloween, Halloween. Sorry, I silver shamrock. That was here, and that was here. You know what? That's why I don't apologize when I scream out, "Cry, little sister." Okay. No, because I don't be cranking it up like y'all, and not just you, Jazz. Y'all, I'm watching y'all. I'm tired. I'm in hell. I can't do it. I can't break free. I wanna break free, bitch. Get me out. I can't. I can't do it. So. <laughs> You know, but this movie here, and the thing is, like, every year around Halloween, like, it counts down to Halloween. Like, yes, it counts down to somebody's demise as well, but it counts down to Halloween. And I am a fan. It's really catchy. That's what, it's a commercial. So that's what jingles are doing. And especially around this time, the 70s going into the 80s, marketing and appealing to kids is really that new jazzy fun thing to tap into. Um, and they're doing anything they can to get into what? Them kids' brains so they can get straight to that dollar of the parents. That's where they at. In Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, Witch, Season of the Witch came out in 1982, um, directed by Tommy Lee Wallace. And this film is, like we said, is completely different from movie one and two. It's completely different from, it's a whole separate shit out of the entire franchise. Um, and honestly, I'm I I like it just for that. Like there are no other movies that are like this in this film series. And that's cool. There are some people like Jazz says they rock with it, that some is not leaning, they're getting away from it. They're not they're not fucking with it at all. But this one here, like you're following basically a toy, a person who is a toy maker, and he has decided the general idea, once we get into what the fuck is actually happening, a toy maker has decided to make a kid's novelty toy that's super popular, that they're pushing for Halloween basically into a deadly mechanism and it's trying trying to take all the kids out and I am like yes yes I'm listening I am walking with you silver shamrock is a scam they're making uh killer Halloween toys and I'm nodding aggressively at the TV and they're not just like oh I'm turning your kid into a zombie or oh I'm making your kid a murderer no, I'm doing some kind of magical computerized chip shit with the power of the rock from Stonehenge that we just so happen to steal. Some kind of magic. I don't know. So shout out to that. Um, they're bringing that supernatural into it. Living for it. Lots of drama. All of these things, the power combined. Um, and that shout out to Captain Planet. They're going out and making these things pow, explodes. And your kid's turn, head is turning to goop. It's turning to spiders, bitch. It's turning to snakes. All kinds of mist. You see somebody get shot in the mouth with it, rip the girl whole mouth off, teeth. Whenever you see somebody's like teeth gnarled, like rawled back and just gums exposed and just chatter, chatter, like the um, chatter man from what's the, what's the girl from Hellraiser? Hellraiser. Like, Yep, that's how they look it in the face. Just all gums and chompers. That's that's how they looking. And it's terrifying. Like, wow, what's my name? Mr. Um Mr. Cochran. Is yes, that the guy's name? Mr. Yeah. Cochran, who runs who Silver owns, Shamrock. Yikes, yes. Who's the worst person ever? And Tom Atkins is this police officer dude who's clearly going through a rocky marriage because he's clearly out fucking somebody else while his wife is at home with the children. And he just acting like it's such a chore to be a goddamn father. But anyway, he out here, you know, looking up what happened to, you know, this dude, this shopkeep. And he was supposed to pick up these silver shamrock masks. And, you know, they follow in the lead and they get into where Mr. Cochran is. And that's where we see the shotgun lady blast and 
tour. In fact, the factory tour, robots, all kinds of bullshit, all the experiments. They're trying to get the commercials to get off the TV so the kids' heads don't turn into motherfucking maggots like it's Dario Argento. I don't know what's going on, girl. I'm like, please, no. I love that this movie was so fucking left field in comparison to the others. I'll watch it at any time. Yes. I'm nodding aggressively the entire time you're talking. It's it's just it. I won't say like it's a breath a, a breath of fresh air because that's gassing it all the way the fuck up. But I do like that it's completely different. It, I do not shy away from it. Even when I first watched this as a kid, I was like, okay, well next, like I just cool. What's the next shit? When Mike coming back? Now there is a flash of Michael because this movie is also meta as a bitch. Do you see a a quick glimpse of the Halloween like this? The, it's like a commercial. Like a, they are showing Halloween as a commercial for a film that exists in this universe and i'm like damn come on create another level for of this universe for us please like i'm a fan i just okay cool because already in my mind like when directors have multiple movies under their belt i just automatically assume whether they say it or not if they don't cool and i probably shouldn't because you know how someone makes the ass out of you and me at the same time but you know with that soul saying i still assume that all of these movies take place in the same universe so not only does the halloween franchise take place in you this takes place in the same universe as the thing this takes place in the same universe as um they live i'm really just going bitch we're going for the goal all of this shit makes sense to me and i'm just here like wow it's crunk on this plane gang gang Let's um, go. Also, want to go back with he's not a police officer; he's a fucking doctor. And well, know, that's all. He's he's a piece of shit. And yep. um, also, you know, we get to a point where he's with this girl Ellie, who's looking for her dad, and Ellie's a synth. Ha 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 ha. It, it that was a weird storyline. Just gonna yeah. put a plague on that. But talking about Sims, there are so many android synth characters in this movie. Just like you're getting the horror aspect. You got they're up here like fucking assassins. They're pulling up trying to keep this shamrock, silver shamrock shit a secret. Say that three times. They're trying to keep it a secret, and they're pulling up like there's one scene where the guy comes up. He pulls up on a dude, like kills the guy in the hospital. Because, you know, he knows too much. And he's like, bitch, once I'm done killing you, I'm not going to stop there. Goes to the parking lot. Hops in the whip. Sets himself on fire. Boom. I'm just like, bro, these are some die for this shit ass sense. And why do keep pro- people, pe- excuse me, why do people keep programming them that way? Like, I understand you don't want them to get so smart that they go off and venture and do their own thing. But why do they all have to, like, just be on these end of the world type ass missions? Like, would, we can make better use. Am I tripping? Power Poor to the sense. I don't know. I mean, are you are you siding with the railroad, bro? I don't know. You know, I like to cut up from time to time. I'm actually outside just looking for my dog. That's really where I'm at, innovating oh. rad roaches. I'm really not trying to make no choices um, because all of you hoes is liars. That's actually how I feel, just like the railroad. Okay, well... Uh, you know, okay, watch Halloween 3. It's a good time. Just an off little side mission off to the side, like a DLC. Mm-hmm. And then we hop into Halloween 4 Return of Michael Myers, and that's on Shutter right now as well. Uh, directed by uh Dwight H. Little, who also di- uh, directed Anacondas. Anacondas, Anacondas, girl, yeah, put the S on it. Um, and Tommy Lee Wallace directed The Fog. Which is also nice. I like the fog, but that's for the last one. I, I <laughs> he also directed Free Willy too. Uh, so yeah. Okay, what a twist. That. Okay, and I, I want the many know. kids that watch Free Willy. Okay, get it, Michael Jackson. All right. Wow. And the writer Alan B. McElmore. <laughs> 
um, wrote for Spawn. Yeah, in Wrong Turn, All right. 2003, and a new day. And I like the new the new Wrong Turn. Fucking slapped. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I didn't hear a lot of people talk about it. Maybe it kind of went under the radar. Maybe you know I'm the only person who kind of liked it. But hey, I recommend it. It's on Showtime. So yeah, we're here. And Smith Grove patient, you already know who was. You already know what it is. Explosions, elevators. Loomis didn't die. Michael got a niece. We are here. Jamie's at school getting picked on. Oh, fucking K. So, the saga continues. <sighs> Lori and Michael are brother and sister. Yep. And now that we've all rolled our eyes again, because you're trying to force that sibling shit down our throats. Like, it couldn't just be... He was just following a random girl home. Like, it couldn't be any of it. They have to have some sort of deeper connection. Okay, girl, I feel you. So, now that we are here, Lori, who happened to die off camera, and her husband um, in a car crash. And so, off camera, they wrote her off in between in between movies. Sometime between movie two and movie three, that's what the fuck went down. Just like uh, when they wrote Terry off on Degrassi. Just like that. Right on the webpage. I'm never letting that go because I'm just like, you bitch. <laughs> Whoo, girl. That gave me no closure for Rick. But okay. It did, but it didn't. Um, So back to this story. They then wrote off Lori and her husband and them off camera. And her daughter, Jamie, um, has this new adoptive family. And she's trying to connect with them. But she can't really connect with them, you know. Because, you know, everybody knows she related to Mikael and the kids at school keep um, coming at her. They talk about her mama. They talk about how her uncle crazy, all kinds of shit. They're using really like rude, nasty language. They just, you know, she's feeling isolated. You know, it's just it's just not working. And, you know, of course you see, oh, she has a dog named Sunday. And this is where it starts getting really weird because, you know, the animals like to die in these movies and not because they just, you know, getting so scared. They just open died, you know, my like taking them out and shit. He's you know, eating them in some mm, theories. Mm, he might be, you know, I historically I'ma just look at the, the camera. Cause you know how some folk get down. And I'm gonna leave it at that. Damn, slavery is crazy. And that's wild. And so the dude Mike, he's out here, he's killing dogs, he's killing all the people, he's making Jamie's life even more hell. You know, we first see him a couple times before, you know, because he's doing his thug thizzle, he's getting out the, the prison, you know what he be doing. He's making his way to Haddonfield. And, you know, Jamie, she at the stove, she's trying to buy some outfits, but you realize she gravitates towards the outfit of the clown one, and you're like, y'all are really really trying to shove this shit down our throats like she just so happens to find a clown outfit that resembles mike's clown outfit when he was six and they were around the same age come on y'all okay well mm. ta-da she's a clown trick-or-treating foster family sister's kind of a douchebag but you know they're in here Rachel doesn't want a babysitter because that's her sister because of Brad and her future children and blah, 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 blah. Loomis face all burnt up because we have to justify the fact that he didn't sacrifice himself like we clearly saw him do in the second movie. So he's not dead. He just has burn marks and he's with us. And he's like, oh, he's unhinged. Loomis has a gun. He should not. Well, I don't know. Because, I mean, yes, you need a gun dealing with Michael Myers, but... 
little miss is a little unhinged. He's a little out of control. I think we might need, he needs to go to bed. He needs to go to bed. But instead, he's like, we got to get Michael. Evil's gone. We got to get him. I'm like, oh, no, you're not doing okay, Mr. Um, Loomis. He needs to go to bed and he needs a glass of milk, Um, to be quite fucking honest. Now, this movie, honestly, as a side note, is a smidget shorter than the others. It also came out in 88. The year is great. I don't know how people feel about this movie, though. That's completely different. And Daniel Harris is really killing it in her role for Jamie. Like, especially as child actors, you know how, like, child actors get down. You know, they have, you know, as a child, as an actor, period, you got a lot, you know, stacked against you in terms of, like, getting your lines together and being really good at what you're supposed to do and really selling that role. And I only can imagine how hard it can be for a child, especially, like, with all, like, pressures and all the other stuff that's going down. And it's a child on a horror movie set, like, Whoa, what a place. But, you know, she killed it. She knocked it out. This movie, I felt like, was doing three much. And even the edits and things that came after this movie, because you see at the end that essentially, like, with that costume and, you know, as people people didn't want to happen, Jamie essentially kind of takes on the traits of her uncle. Y'all can't see my face. My brows are all, like, swizzled um, with her, like, step, stabbing up her her foster mom yeah in the end and i'm just like girl what it was whack why no one, what, no what, one what wanted that this? and loomis going no no i was like all right okay maybe because they thought she was going to continue the story as her being the killer but no one asked for that and um, i'm glad they edited that in the next one out because it was just like okay i know once again like jasmine's before the people want mike they do not want Jamie to carry the torch. They want Mike. So they basically made it so Jamie did not kill her stepmom, but she clearly still, you know, hurt her and that shit still kind of happened to a certain degree. So she's not at home anymore. She's, you know, in the center, um, getting herself taken care of. Movie five, by the way, picks up, Halloween five picks up right after Halloween four. The saga continues yeah. again. Saga continues. And I will say that Halloween four has some decent fucking kills. The, the mask is a little weird. I'm not going to lie to you. But like Mike Mike drops his thumb into someone's forehead. I don't know how the fuck he did that. But he literally just took his thumb and pushed it in their forehead like it was water. And then he also bro, like it was water. I please big, big Mike. I mom picked me up. I'm scared. He pulls <laughs> the meat off somebody's jaw. Like again, this is what we came for. This is what we do this for. I again, that's why you can't tell me yes, the the plots are whatever. I don't care. <laughs> he pulled the meat off someone's jaw. Wow. Girl, talk talk to the hand, okay? Talk to the hand because the face don't understand. Oh <laughs> because ooh, the kills are pretty, I mean, the story is whatever, but the kills are pretty, um, I pretty I pretty I pretty much enjoy them. Now five, which we're getting into in that one. <clears throat> 1989, and I'd have told y'all about movies from 1989 to 1994 that really just grind my gears. Um, and this movie is one of them. It's one of my least favorite in the franchise. Not gonna lie to y'all. I think it's the psychic connection. Like it's just a bunch of Jamie screaming. It's a lot of Tina, Tina, Tina. Oh it's just really it's highly annoying. And this is not the one with the um dumb waiter scene, isn't it? In the dumb waiter scene in the movie before. 
I don't know. These two movies do bleed together. together. Yeah, they bleed yep. together. Almost like Saw 4 and 5 bleed together. Um, yeah. With the same cop dude. Yes. Cats looking into the wind. But some We're movies bleed yet. together, especially when they pick up right after back to back. And I, the first part of this, you know, part four is better to me, at mm-hmm. least more enjoyable for me to watch. Because now every time Michael kill Jamie, is like, oh no, I can feel him. He's killing someone again. And I'm like, oh, please. Uh, and in that same breath, like, so what they try to do in this movie is, I guess, a larger scale of what they kind of introduce in movie two, where all of a sudden where Lori doesn't have a voice and she can't, you know, really scream and do stuff. She's stalling on shit like Anna Reed with fucking red flags and shit. And I'm just like, baby, you have a voice. Use it. Like, you didn't give up your voice to Ursula. Like, that's not what's happening here. And in the same situation, like, all of a sudden now... Jamie does not have voice at all. So she kind of has a voice. Like she mostly signs, which is fine. There's no problem with her um, mostly being able to, um, or having to be able to use sign language to communicate with other people. That's not the issue. This storyline just felt really fucking forced. And then there's a part where Jamie is clearly like, you know, and I know it's a child actor. So they're like trying to not have a voice, but they're clearly still talking to us. And I'm just like, okay, cool. That's fine. All things can exist. I'm gonna walk with it. I just... The psychic connection, and I know you got to spice it up, you know, at this point in the route they were going, it's it's a matter of time. We would have ended up in space somehow. Not really sure how we would have ended up in Florida. We did leave Haddonfield once, so we I guess we could do it again. Um, But I'm just like, and that's later, but we could do it. We could do it again before that even happens. Um, But this was a choice. And... I feel like, you know, I don't, I, I fuck with the movies regardless. I'm going to watch them anyways. But for these last two films for four and five, like the IMDb score for four is like 5.8 out of 10. And then for five, it's five out of 10. And then Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic around 33 and 34% for Halloween four. Return of Michael Myers. Y'all can't see Jasmine's face. He's got slits like, mm. And then for Halloween five, Revenge of Michael Myers, Walk With Your Girl, 12%. On yes, bitch, on Rotten Tomato. And I'm like, girl, the movie was not that abysmal. Like, it was a little annoying in terms of, once again, still soap. Still soap opera. This is soap opera as a bitch. This is right next to and in line with the baby swapping story. Okay? This is up there. But, uh, 12%. You bitches are fucking hating just like y'all was hating on motherfucking ghost ship. Y'all hates, y'all hoes woke up early to fucking- it had like a in teens, bitch. It was oh, less than 20. No. They were hating. Y'all woke up early to fucking hate you negative Nancy ass hoes. How dare you give any Michael Myers movie less than 20%? Y'all are y'all were not in it for the kills. Now, to be fair, it's five my least favorite one. Yes. But would I watch it again? Fucking yes. On the drop of a dime. Yes, I would. I would give her at least a 25. I would give her at least a 25. And a watchable 25. Mr. Rotten Tomato, hire us, please, because I'm tired. <laughs> I'm with like, these no. numbers. I'm writing I, a letter to Mr. Rotten Tomato right now. Mr. Mr. Rotten Tomato. Um, now, four, I definitely giving four, like, I like four. I'm giving four, like, at least a five or, like, a 5.56 because I like the kills. The plot, no. But, you know. I'm here for the kills. Again, I came to see Michael put the suit on and beat y'all ass. I got what I asked for. I received my end of the bargain. Okay. I, every time Michael shows up and does his job, I got 
what I paid for. So anytime people have things that are bad to say about any of these movies, I'm like, but did Michael stab people with a knife? A box was checked. Okay. Um, that that's that's it. That is All the box. Hey, that's all I can say. A box was checked. This is the test. <laughs> no, you just check. Uh, this, okay. Hello. Um, give me my kills. But I, I understand that there's layers to other movies, and they, I, I get it. I'm not gonna just throw away that the other movies have finesse. Okay. But you know, I watch a movie without finesse here and there, especially if it has Mikael, Big Mike in there. I love Big Mike. He be in here whooping people ass. Now the kill, I feel like the kills weren't as creative in five. And then again, there was a lot of screaming, a lot of yelling people's name. It felt bloated. Five felt bloated. So yeah, low score, lower score. But four, there were some kills in there. Yeah, they was like, no, we we gonna give them Michael because we played them on the last movie because they were mad. They were mad because they got the kids in the mask. (laughs) So we gotta really give them Michael this time. Again, so it was still all of these worth the watch, worth the watch. One, now literally one through five, gang, gang. I'm in here for all of them. Movie six. Uh, ooh, 1995. Can I start huh. off with the ratings for this? I'm crying at the home. Okay, so the internet rated the IMDb score for this 4.7 out of 10. 9% Rotten Tomato, 10% Metacritic. Y'all, I need to know, like, I get that y'all be pissed because the movie's not doing what you want it to do. And maybe the story is a little wiggity, 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 whack. Like, I just, I get it. But I'm just like, 9%, bitch. I didn't see folks give, like, the shittiest of shitty movies a higher rating than that. How are you, if you're just mad, say that. Like, that's okay. And I understand because, you know, Paul Roy playing Tommy Doyle and this whole character situation, the way this is panning out. And it's a big difference in a Tommy Doyle in the future. And I know this is people in two different timelines, but goddamn, it's making my brain hurt knowing they both exist. Like, I just, I get it. I get it. But 9%? Well, this is on Pluto, I guess. Also, this is directed by Joe Chappelle, who directed The Fucking Wire, the series on HBO. I didn't fucking well, know that. And wow. I was like, wow, that's a big difference. He has a lot of shows and a lot of work with shows. Like that 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 I feel like that was his his thing. But you know, this is the last film that John Donald Pleasance worked on because I believe that Donald Pe- Donald Pleasance passed away like during the um post of this because they have some scenes where they kinda had to do reshoots and things like that. Cause there was a lot of, you know, editing and stuff that they wouldn't change on this one and you could tell it's because it's a lot going on they have the cult of thorn like we said paul Rudd, but then paul Rudd's creepy the line delivery the acting is really fucking weird there's some choices there's a boiler room baby delivery getting you know the, the baby coming out jamie we got another bitch playing jamie it's another you know should he have the baby they got to protect the baby because they're trying to pass on the evil it's there's new strolls living in the Myers house. The dad's a piece of shit. They got all these random fucking storylines going on. I and Tommy Doyle was just looking at people through the window, being really fucking weird and listening to the radio. Also, there's a line that I want to bring up because in the Tommy Doyle house, you know, 
not Tommy Doe, but across the street where the Strodes have inherited this house. They have this radio thing with it because apparently in the, the town has like canceled Halloween. Like Halloween, they don't really do like, you know, it's toned down. So they're having a radio thing and the dude is like, oh, I, is this girl so spicy? I bet she wears crotchless panties and barks like a dog. I was like, um, girl, what what is this? Who does this person get got? Very shortly after, yes. But also, what makes you say this? Also, what do you have against crotchless panties? What is your problem? People are prudes and not well. Also, people are not well. I will say that I don't 100% hate the idea of the town of Haddonfield deciding to put Halloween on pause. That makes a lot of fucking sense. You know, if every year that I was deciding to celebrate Halloween, somebody was getting slashed up, stabbed up by the same nigga who keeps coming back to the party. We keep bouncing him out of. And it's not even like y'all getting better bouncers, bitch. He's just taking the bouncers out. Like you get a new bouncer. He's like, I got you. Especially when you get to the new movies. Like, oh, y'all got that. I got you. Like you're going to put another roadblock in my way. Me, Mikael. Wow. Did not read. Did not see, bitch. I'm DW to the bullshit. I'm Dora Winifred Reed. I'm going to walk right on in. I care about none of this shit you're talking about. So I too would put Halloween on pause. Maybe you can have a slight quiet celebration, a harvest celebration. You know how they try to tell you at schools, you can't celebrate Halloween. You can celebrate harvest stuff. That's what you got to do. You got to come with that kind of language, real PC. Or maybe just nothing because or character you know, day from a book. Or, or, there you go. Or character day. That's it. You can't do the whole shaboop, shabop, shabangabang of Halloween. Like it's not it. As long as Lori's still with us and her kinfolk and all them. And Lori's not even with us in this universe, or so we think at this point. Um, you can't do with any of these strodes. We're not doing it with Tommy and trying to figure it out. You know, when they identify then when they bring in this idea of the cult, especially when we see the symbol on the arm and stuff from before and movie, what is it, movie five? And I'm just like, you're really forcing this. And I'm one that goes up for a random cult tag along story because still soap operas. We're still here, y'all. Um, I'm here for a random story throw in, but this felt super forced to me. Not enough for 9%, but it felt really forced. And I did squint my eyes the whole time. I did watch it. I did not cut it off. Also, it's an early 90s film. So it's definitely going to be chaotic in all of the awkward ways. Yes, in all of the awkward ways. But, you know, it's a movie. It's worth a watch. Um, I, this is, I think this is my least favorite out of all the movies. But I'd still watch it. Not going to lie to you. Would, would put it on, especially just to be reminded. You know, this is another one. I need to see it because I am a completionist when it comes to this franchise. I watch all the movies. Now, the Rob Zombie Jenks, I haven't seen in a while. I will maybe revisit them at a point in my life, possibly. But these Jenks, absolutely. I'm here forever, always and forever. And these issues come on always like during Halloween time Mm -hmm. as a young warthog. So... I was definitely hyped up when the next one came out. Halloween H2O. I'm sorry. You know the girls were upset. Um, They're upset now. People do not like this movie. They don't like the next two movies. Mina Care, Mina Care, Mina Care. And then also on top of that, um, yeah, like Jess said, we might cover the Rob Zombie films at a later date. But I can say I did see them because you know there's always somebody lurking. You didn't see them. I've seen them both. Saw them when they both came out. 
I went to theaters for him. I was in the theaters for both of them things. I have lots of thoughts and opinions. So many. I care not to revisit it. Like, it's all good. It's all good. Gowns, beautiful gowns, lots of stabby stabby. But uh, no, I'm okay. It's along the lines of how I feel about the... um, the Freddy Krueger remake. Like, I'm just like, please, girl, please stop. And then some with lots of extra points under it because, woo chow. But Halloween H2O, it's 20 years later. You get, you're trying to figure out how the fuck is Lori in this film. She's not really going by the same name because guess what? Surprise, bitch. She's not even had a field anymore. We're at a private school. She's a, she's a headmistress, lady. She's out here. She's cranking it up. She's got, you know, a child. She's got all the things. Guess what? Oh, and then her son. You ready? Her yes. son is um, what's my dog's name? John Josh Hardnett. Josh Hardnett. And Josh Hardnett, just like most of these um kids, be like, oh man, mom, you're just you know you gotta let the trauma go. You gotta move past it. You gotta move on. You gotta stay strong. Like this is not it. You gotta stop. You know, thinking he's gonna come back. Well, guess what? Mike always comes back. Okay. We just have to accept it. He's going to come back. He's going to leave town. So if you think he's only stationary to the Haddonfield area, no, baby, you're wrong. This is Mr. Worldwide, my nigga. He's everywhere. Okay. Not Mr. Wildlife, Mr. Worldwide like Pitbull. He is. He is. <sighs> he, you seen him driving? He can get anywhere, girl. Anywhere. Anywhere. He could be on the airplane or the train if he wants to. He okay, sure can be airplane. on the plane with Dwayne. Yes, he can. Because it's still in the 90s. It's oh, 98. Yeah. You could still have someone walk you up to the gate, okay? They can go through security with you. It's This is a different time. All that shit goes. He could do whatever. They're not really checking IDs. They're not doing none of that shit for real. They're just out here. It's Wild West. We love the 90s. Before you yes. move forward, I want to yes. stop and say that Steve Miner directed this, and he directed, it looks like from my notes, <clears throat> Friday the 13th, Part 2 and 3, Warlock, yes, well. and Lake Placid. I just need everyone to know that this motherfucker has some, uh, he had his foot in the water already. And this is one of the first movies that I saw in theater. Well, no, not one of, this is the first movie that I saw in theaters in this franchise. Because clearly I was not born for the rest of them. I was a baby. And then 1995 when um, Halloween 6 came out, I didn't see that one. So this was the one where, all right, we all going to see Michael Myers in the theater. I was turned up. I didn't even understand that it was a 20-year anniversary. I was just there like, oh, yeah, it's Michael Myers again. And I was having the time of my life, okay? And it was everything I dreamed of. Michael Myers was whooping everyone's ass. I was in the theater fucking shook. I was scared, bitch, because I was eight. I was like, oh, my God, he is stabbing everybody. He's in the school. You should have went to the, the little um camping trip. Oh, my God, you would have been safer. Damn, damn, damn. And I didn't realize that Lori Stroh had such a bad drinking problem when she was yelling at the waiter, more right now, please. God, bitch, your wine glass is full, okay? But I understand because you're still trying to process that trauma and you're like, girl, I'm gonna just go ahead and look into the bottom of this glass and call it a day. And and it is what it is. Also, Halloween H2 or Halloween water 20 years later. Yep, yep, the 2-0 part. I know it's 2-0 for 20, but I'm gonna call it 2-0 for... for okay, please, two, please. Two what is it? Two hydrogen yes. two Baby, I don't really know. See, see what I did there? Um, yes, it's, Halloween H2O. We got hydrogen, um, two oxygen because the Mickey Mouse ears, I think. Unless oh, we yeah, got some yeah. scientists. No, nope, that's it. Okay. Hydrogen, oxygen. 
Yeah. Okay, you see me All right now. No, the two is next to the H. Okay, so anyways, um, <clears throat> they that play? That fuck it up. Never mind. It's all good. They're going to be like, Lord, take me to the king. They're at the school. And all Oops. the teens is getting at work from Big Mike. I don't do um, Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, we're intro- we see the first person that we see. Because there's a lot of familiar faces in this movie. Like a whole lot like Michelle Williams. And this is, of course, like the 90s. So this is around the same time as, well, the same time window frame time span of the faculty. You know, um, what the fuck is that movie? Uh, I know what you did last summer. Like all of those slashers are out. So of course, like we talked about in previous episodes, um, there are a lot of familiar faces. You know, those teen people who you see in all the films, they're recycling those 20. They're in here too. We got Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He's in this fucking film. Like we said, we've got um, Josh Hartnett. Um, we've got, what's my name, Michelle Williams. We also have LL Cool J. Um, he's playing Ronnie, the security guard, who's got the, te- the sexy telenovelas that he's writing on there. He's got the side story. And I'm like, okay, I know where I'm going to find your book in the bookstore. And I'm looking and Listen, I want to check it out. Near um, Coldest Winter Ever and Fly Girl. Yes. And um, Be More Careful. This, uh, the sorority sitting jank. Girl. Um, Alpha five, fuck Let I just come oh, on because I my goodness, I was too young to I be just, reading that book, but I was reading it. Milk in my coffee. I'm just, I'm just here. Like wow, this is great. Nori, the G spot. I did you know, read G spot. Wifey. It was a lot of good books. Okay, I mm, I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, but yeah, he was writing the stories and at first his girl was not really getting into the stories. Their phone conversations was cracking me up. But then she was like, Ooh, baby, tell me what's about to happen next. I'm like, yeah, once again, she's into the soap. She's trying to get into the drama until Mike pulls up and interrupts LL Cool J kind of lamping on the job because you know, it's a slow night. So why not write my story? And try to get my side money going on in my job. You know, I understand you trying to work and stuff, but there's nothing happening until Mike pull up. And honestly, it, what is he supposed to do with Mike pull up anyways? He's just a security guard. He is not the police. He is not the National Guard. And we can clearly see a police is not going to stop Mike. We've seen this in so many movies. At this point, you need the federalities. You need the army, bitch. You need everybody. Literally, you need a the foot clan. Pull- <laughs> not the foot clan, the putties. You need... um. Master P to pull up in, in the gold tank at this point. Yes. Everybody know all the lone living soldiers need to come up because we are back again at H2O. And although we cut all this bullshit out, we are here with the, uh, yes, oxygen two hydrogens. I had to look up the little molecule because I was like, oh my gosh, my science teacher is literally stamp- is. The two is next to the H. Yes, girl. Let me tell you about chemistry and how I got to see. It's all right. It's all um, right. You know, all I know is not to mix bleach with ammonia. Ta-da. Okay. Yes. Yes. And my strips are um not all stem leaning. Anyway. <laughs> well, we're here at this school and Josh Harder, you know they gotta have a little drama of them not getting along because all the nightmares and the drinking and the, you know, helicopter mom. And then eventually at the last minute, she's like, go ahead and go. He's like, no, because he's already playing a romantic thing with his girlfriend. They about to, you know, have a picnic, be cute, get drunk and, you know, be at the school. But Michael have found the school. He'd have already at the beginning, he'd have pulled up on a nurse Marion and went in her house, ransacked the fucking office. Terrifying. Got the file, okay? Because who taught him how to read? 
he 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 been locked up for a long time. Multi-talented. He, he can read for real. Like he's like, I know how to look through these files. Well, this is her name. Yep. Okay, this person. I mean, granted, all you need is a name, but still, like, damn, like, okay, you you can recognize you you not stupid. Okay, he pulled the files. He got everybody killed. That um, little Jimmy. Jimmy ain't got sold, but he definitely got stabbed in the face with that um, ice skate. Just stabbed right through the cross, which was one of my favorite kills. Yes. And I'm eight years old seeing this kill. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, Everything about this movie. I was, this is the first Michael Myers I see it on big screen. And he has already beat, like, four three, four people ass before he even get to Lori. And we know he's stalking her. We know it. And we know it's like several classmates, Lori and her little principal dude, she messing with on the job. He, you know, he about to get got to. Michael about to be everyone's ass and L. Cool J. Little principal dude. Please. Little principal dude. You know what? That is exactly what he is. Little principal side piece. And I'm like, bitch, you know this ain't gonna last. Mike is around. He's not letting this shit go. You're you're happy? <laughs> not for long, bitch. He's coming in. He's shaking the table. He starts killing the teens as I expect him to do, as I want him to do. He's shaking Lori's life up. And you're probably wondering, how, if you missed it, how is Lori back? Ain't she supposed to be dead? Yeah, she pretend was dead, bitch. She faked her whole death. She faked that whole shit. She moved. She got a new job. She started a new life. Try to get away from the drama. And Mike said, bitch, I'm gassing up the jalopy and I'm cranking that bitch up and I'm coming to find you. And that's exactly what he did. Wow. You thought you thought you escaped. You might as well stay at home for all that, girl. You literally faked your death and everything. And he still found you. And Google wasn't even popping yet. Like, it was still very much Netscape, girl. Like, it wasn't, ooh, wow. Jeeves, he asked Jeeves what? where you were. Wow. He he used his resources. That, that motherfucker's way too smart. This is out of control. Maybe the code of Thor really did um, help support him because, girl, I don't really understand. Also... He did. He really gassed up the jalopy when he stole that bummer in that door of the car, in that little car. I'm glad he didn't kill them because that would have made me sad as a young eight year old. He um let that little kid live. I'm shocked that he did. He's liable to do anything. Yeah, he'll kill children. This is not. He's not above it. He he has done it before, but in this case, he didn't kill that child. He just took their car and whooped all them. You know, older teens ass in the school. Everybody's getting stabbed up through the little dumb waiters. They're getting stabbed. You know, L. Cool J only gets knocked out as he does in all horror movies. You know, they do not kill him off. Wonderful. I wonder if that's in like his little contract because I'm a fan regardless. I think that's great. He's like, I can get knocked injured, but I do not die. This <laughs> is like, okay, okay. Uh, but. And but the thing about him and his character, he fucking first of all, he lets the boys out more than once. I'm like, no, you need to be fired. One, two, um, excuse me, why are you stopping me from killing Michael Myers after he killed slaughtered all these fucking people? And you know the legend of Michael Myers. How dare you stop me from shooting him? Although I later do hit him with a truck and decapitate him. Although we have a slightly touching moment, which was touching to me as an eight-year-old piecing together the story. You know, maybe the adults in the room were like, what, this movie is stupid. You know, but as an eight-year-old, I was like, yeah, this is gold. My mind was blown. (laughs) I was like, oh, yes. I solidified. I love Michael Myers. 
Um, that's how the movie is supposed to end. I'm cracking the fuck up. I'm internally cracking the fuck up because all the adults around you are pissed if you're having the time of your life. And honestly, the scores don't even reflect how pissy you said to describe the adults around you. For the next movie, I know you bitches was hating. I know that much. Oh, because guess who also was in theaters for that movie? Ha <laughs> ha. I was in theaters. When did that one come out? 2002? I was, what, 11 or yes. 12? In the theaters, gang gang, I was back, trick or treat motherfucker, I love Halloween Resurrection. Is it a good movie? Mmm. Mm. the scores or this one? What was the 3. scores? 3.9 out of 10 for IRDB. 10% oh. on Rock. 10%? 19% on Metacritic. Let me tell you what you a fucking lie. Okay. Okay. Let Whoa. me tell you why this movie is at least a four and a half five. 3.9? For me, it's a four and a half five for me. Black people make it to the end. Yeah, they got Tyra up out of here. That's fine. You can, we, you can have Tyra. The black man made it to the end. He was whooping Mike's ass. Ain't nobody give Mike that work like Buster Rhymes, bitch. Nobody. Tell me, I will wait. Them niggas in the Evil Dies the Night movie, ain't nobody was giving Mike bro. out. Y'all should have called Buster Rhymes. Y'all had to feel, where was y'all at? He literally electrocuted him in the balls. Like, he was not playing with him. Trick or treat, motherfucker. I love Halloween Resurrection. Okay, I understand the 3.9. Not going to lie to you. I understand with my mind. I understand. (laughs) Tomato. And I'm someone who I would not give it a 3.9. And I know I'm biased. I'm giving her a 5. Fuck you. I'm giving her a 5 because I like this movie. Although I recognize it has so many problems. And... It's it's the Buster Rhymes literally showing Michael Myers some hands for me. That's the <laughs> that is all. That's four of the points right there. There is a Negro sacrifice in this movie. Hate. I hate it. Oh, girl, same. Um, I just come on, guys. You know, it, and it's not the worst premise. We got a little reality show. So they set this haunted house up and it's not really, you know, it's fake, but then Michael Myers really shows up and in the you know, Myers house like that. Come on. Yes, you know come on. You know I'm I'm not upset about this. This is just a standard fair re- sequel. Michael Myers, you know, again, I came to see Michael Myers stab people up. So again, I got what I asked for. I, I got what I asked for. Is the story really good? No. No, it's not. It's not. They're just mad that Busta Rhymes gave Mike that work. That's really what all of this is. Like, I know this is a different timeline than Mike taking out the entire fire department, taking out the entire police department. He take he running these people down. He taking them out in these movies too. But I really feel like the girls are probably like, come on, suspend your disbelief. No, bitch, suspend your disbelief. Maybe Mike was slipping that night. Maybe he was pussy. And Busta pulled up. And whooped dead ass wearing the same fucking outfit he had on. He was running around trolling everybody, trying to get to the internet money, trying to get to the computer money. He was ahead of his time, okay? He had to feed the kids. And then he caught me in, and Mike's sitting up here and fucking up his bag. Now, Mike is pissed because he's like, y'all got the nerve to film this shit in my house. Ain't even fucking communicate with me and tell me you was going to be in here. And Buster Rhymes was like, bitch, I spoke to the owner. 
he very much hit y'all with the Beyonce. I spoke to the owner. I don't need to speak to you, bitch. I spoke to the person that owned the building. I'm putting these motherfucking cameras in here. You can come on oh in here God. and cut your ass up if you want to. You about to give me these more views. And now oh I'm about to whoop your ass, trick or treat motherfucker. The end. Wow. I <laughs> I love this movie. It's so much fun. I just don't see how you can just go in and be like, it's the worst thing you've ever seen. Just the strength off of entertainment value alone. When both of the mics is in the same scene and he literally tells Mikael, big Mike to his face, bro, get the fuck out of here for they see us together and they know the jig is up. Come on, motherfucker. And he listens. Big dick energy. Y'all fucking hate it. Y'all should have called Buster Rhymes when evil should have died tonight. That's who you fucking should have called. It was 15 of y'all and y'all ain't beat him. To, y'all ain't stomp a mud hole in his ass. Y'all, mm, mm, we'll get the there. The boots and the locks was flying. And I was like, this is my type of <laughs> I am so excited. I was like, I, I love this Seriously, movie. think about it. Think about on both timelines. Who is standing toe-to-toe with Mike? It ain't Lori. It's not Lori. Lori had the yappas, but who was doing hand-to-hand combat? <laughs> bitch, <that's laughs> don't do this. Cat, just, debate, debate anybody, bitch, but don't debate me because the receipts is there. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> I'm but really it. Though. I really am. <laughs> Who's fighting him hand-to-hand? It's definitely, I don't know. But Buster Rhymes, he's fighting him hand to hand. Because, you know, Lori does, you know, go up and get to him. But she usually has weapons. I'm not going to lie. But I'm not going to take anything from Lori because, you know, as we get to where evil ends up, I'll give her her props. All right. I'm going to let her cook. I'm going to let her rock. But Buster Rhymes had this movie. It's so much fun. And then also, people are talking mad about the little streaming thing, but it has some commentary about the way streaming and shit is now. Um, just saying, it's fun. I like this movie. I will watch it again. Would recommend. And I saw it in theaters. So unique. The next That's one what you are. Yes, I also saw in theaters. Were we together when we saw this? Was it twenty eighteen? I feel like we were because I was. I think I might have saw this twice. Because I know we, I think we definitely were together because I was so fucking geeked. I remember calling everybody and being like, I need y'all to see this. Mike killed, and I sat down and did the math. He killed about 30 people in the first couple minutes of the movie. 30 of y'all didn't die, whether it was directly or indirectly. Nobody told you to sit down and count it after I said it, y'all. Believe me when I tell you. Mike took out a whole gaggle of niggas in the first couple minutes of the movie. And I was just like, wow, nobody does it better. And you know whose fault it was? It was, who's the man? Sartain? Yes. No, no, not Sartain. It was old boy who came in there being nosy. Him and old girl, the reporter. Oh, the the podcasters. Fuck them. Pulled a mask out the trunk. Tell me something. I got this. And everybody starts shaking. First of all, bitch, who the fuck told you to go get the mask? out of storage whether you called up and used your privilege to your advantage or what or whether you jimmy the bitch out of there mina care why would you bring this mask to mark to mike square his square in the yard he's minding his business you're literally bringing this motherfucker the tools to work he was dormant and you woke him up and i was excited I also was like, wow, once again, this white man is showing his hubris and he thinking he cute walking up to the line and stuff. You thinking Mike might not about to do something? Like you think, 
you think he just pussy because he in here locked up right now? I mean, he could leave whenever he wants to. Like, I don't think y'all realize, like, he could literally walk out this bitch tomorrow. And he does. He's like, yeah, I y'all thought I was pussy. I'm about to show you. And he does. Bruh, as soon as they think we're going to transfer this dude, he said, all right, bet. Comes out. Little boy who supposed to be a dance class going home with his pappy. That scene was cute. He was like, but I just really love it dance. Was. And then I was like, <laughs> all right. Well, he was like, he's like, I will go hunting. I just also, look, man, dance routines. Jazz hands. Woo. Either yes. way, he's out here. They stop and they see the fucking bus crash. And you already know what it is. The bus has crashed. And you know Big Mike was on it. You know he was on it. And he's on here and he gets off. And he's killing people, getting cars, kills a kid, kills like 10 people because they round up, you know, some other um, patients. All but two. And when we get to the next movie, you'll see which two. And one of them clearly is Michael fucking Myers because you're not, you can't hold him. You can't hold him. He's outside now. He pulls up to the gas station. And he done killed the people in the station, put the suit on, bruh, off rip. And let me tell y'all about the first set of bodies. Because, again, this is the first movie we've seen in theater since, from Michael, well, for Michael Myers, what, two, since 2009? So this is like yeah. almost a fucking decade since I done seen Michael Myers get put in work on big screen. I'm ready. And, out the you know, the trailers were showing the teeth. They were showing this upcoming scene. But that was the tip of the iceberg because he got so many more kills. So he come in the bathroom after he done won, took the jumpsuit, ripped someone's jaw off, exposed teeth, come in the bathroom, sprinkle the teeth in the stall and start terrorizing the podcast lady. And that's what they get after pulling up the Lori Stroll house, getting it all in her face. But at least she got 3K out of it. Um, And the dude processor realizes there's dead bodies. Let me go find my uh, co-host. But Michael Myers is already in there, beats his ass, beats her ass. And I feel like she could have gotten out. Yes. When Mike had him pinned up in that corner, she could have belly slid her ass under them seats, under the stall. Not, it was a, it was a moment where Mike is giving him that work. Like before he starts mashing his head and he slams him into the corner, she was already on slash near the ground. She could have kept sliding underneath and went out the door. Would she have gotten far? I don't know about that, but you at least wouldn't have went out like that, baby. You wouldn't have went out in the stinky stall. It just, it was not a good look. It smelled like doo-doo in there. You know, it's a lot of teeth on the floor that got sprinkled like parsley. It's blood, guts, and ass in here, left over on people's clothes and shit. It's just not a good look. And um, once again, this is y'all's fault. You did not have to come up with the mask. When my mask, you know what he probably did? He probably showed her the mask. Like, yes, let me <laughs> let me tell you what I got. I'm about to pull it off like, ah. You know, he was probably like, you know, plotting this shit on ahead of time. And that's what you get. Y'all really played in his face. You played in his entire face. And very much Michael said, oh, you brought the mask to me. I'm going to go get that from you later. I'm going to get that from you. I'm going to just see how far you going to get and he did that. He got a whole outfit. He got steel toe boots. You know, he didn't came up. You know, he didn't got a car. He didn't got two cars, actually. He got a couple weapons. And he's like, all right, I'm suited and booted. I'm heading ahead and feel like I'm going to see you guys soon. And then at this point, we run into Lori. And we find out what Lori's been up to. Now, granted, like you said, we said, guys, like this is a 
direct sequel from movie one. Um, so Lori, like all that shit that we didn't know in the past, you know, unfortunately Buster Rhymes is not in this universe. Maybe he could have played, um, Mr. R. Buster. Like he could have played anybody else. He could have had a different name. You know, he could have did all kinds of stuff and he could have still whooped ass. Like I really, but then I think about, I don't know if I want Buster Rhymes looped up in all this shit. Like the evil dies, the nice stuff and where that was going. That was a lot. But we see where Mike is still wreaking havoc in the city. Everybody basically is just like, you know, Lori is so hopped up on her PTSD that she can't really live a normal life. And that's pretty much the truth. Um, her daughter has very much lived like a doomsday prepper her entire life. And she's, of course, like my mom is just like not getting over it. You know, like we see in previous stories, her husband is on the same page too. Um, and even her granddaughter is kind of like that until, you know, Big Mike actually comes back and proves everyone wrong. And now everyone got the IES face. And Lori is like, bitch, formation be drop. Like that's really where she's at. I told you, bitches. I told y'all. Okay, she been told y'all. Y'all don't want to listen to her like Sigourney Weaver and Alien. Y'all want to listen to her about the motherfucking xenomorphs. Okay, she said he is coming back. Y'all don't understand. Y'all moving on with y'all lives and y'all are not prepared for the fucking worst. Okay, because if everybody knew how to talk to Yoppers, Michael wouldn't have a chance. And Evil would have died that night. But it didn't because y'all pussy. Okay, you're out here and you're not doing what you're supposed to do because you think it's a legend and it's not a legend he's a real person and once he got connected with his mask it's a fucking rap he's out here the podcast is dead he's on his way to fucking haddonfield and you already know this in halloween he hop out the jalopy and we spin around and the music is playing and the children are trick-or-treating around this scary motherfucker okay this shit is when i first seen this i was like oh no Oh no, in theaters. I was like, this is awesome, but this is terrifying. The kids are fucked. Okay. They're indeed fucked. They are. What? And when, with the old, oh, let's talk about the prom scene or the dance scene, because I don't even know this is like, uh, prom, like a, like a Halloween a, dance situation where they supposed to be Bonnie and Clyde. Cameron is Bonnie and Allison is Clyde, which is cute, but then they're there. And why the fuck did um, Cameron kiss this girl? Like, right there. Okay? And then, like, she see him. Allison is like, what the fuck? And he gonna get, like, oh, she didn't even, you know, what are you even talking about? Bruh, you are with me and you kissed someone in the mouth just now in front of my face. I saw with my eyes. Then he takes her phone because it's ringing and throws it into the nacho cheese. First of all, you know what? Evil would have died tonight and so would a Cameron, bitch. You're gonna fucking go. You, you, who the fuck? I'm whooping your ass first, girl, on site. And because of that, you know, Allison ends up missing several important phone calls from her family, alerting her and trying to let her know, Michael Myers is back. We need you to leave the party. 911 SOS. If this was a pager, that thing was buzzing off the hook, bitch, as it was rumbling and jumbling in the motherfucking cheese dip. It was just doing whatever it was doing. And I was upset. Um, This scene upset me. It was very effective. I was just like, I don't know what the hell is going on. And when we see this character like later, like we don't see them make any like really rash choices like this again. And maybe it's because the nature of what they're being involved in, like it's a super scary situation and they're not really dealing with like teenage feelings for real. They're basically in like survival mode at this point because the whole town is like, girl, WTF. But Allison is walking home and um, what's the dude? I forget his name. The young man who had the 
Oh, um, not well. Shit, it's that camera, but It'll Cameron's little friend. They just walking her home. Yes, and they're all walking together, but. He tries to make the moves on Allison after he realized what happened. And, you know, she leaves him and he dies because Michael Myers spikes him on a fucking gate, which yikes. And she comes back and sees him. And then Ejecto Cedos, like, gets in the cop car. Now, the problem is we pull up on Michael. And, like, if they're in the cop car with Mrs. Sartain, because they're like, oh, he's going to get you the best help. You know, we see a bi- a, poli- a black police officer with a big-ass hat on. He's really useless, but he's here to ask questions and get some write-down answers and shit. That's what the only thing you really see him do and make commentary. But other than that, you don't really see him do much, which is annoying. You They're in the car, and you see Michael Myers, and you thinking, oh, yay, we hit him or something. He's good, great. Sartain, the goddamn doctor, gets out and cuts up Hawkins, the police officer. I snip snip. Oh, and puts the mask on. You know, let's back up. And they say from the jump that um Sartain is basically the new Loomis. And so when we see basically him turn heel and that he's been like super obsessed with this shit, like you see the signs, they're there. Um, he takes it too far and I'm just kind of like, okay, what a twist. Like you feel like he's here to help, but you also realize that he's like inherited these files. He's inherited this case. He's really just trying to like immerse himself in the entire situation. He too is enamored with the story and the life cycle of Michael Myers and his relationship with Lori Strode and why he keeps coming back and trying to understand this guy and this, you know, just, well, girl. And I love that they don't go too far into it in these next three movies, like Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills, and Halloween Ends. Like, I love that they don't try to over-explain that part. They kind of just leave it as it is. And I'm like, I appreciate y'all for that. Because, like, in the previous movies, they're trying to, like, beat us over the head with it. They keep going back to Loomis. They keep... Girl, we don't need that. Like, we understand the doctor is not well. And the doctor was doing more than just being the doctor. Like, he was cutting up. Um, so great. Thanks for giving us that storyline again. We're getting back to, so at this point of the story, you're trying, you're following, following Allison, trying to make it back to her family, the whole town trying to navigate Mike cutting through and Mike is coming through the town. He's literally like a door to door salesman, salesman delivering death to the doorstep and just walking in the back door, climbing through the way. He just coming in slice, coming in slamming faces, coming in, give me this knife, oh, I'm about to upgrade, bow, took this knife, great. Um, walks out your back door, coming back to somebody else's back door. And I'm like, well, damn, bitch, like, I know they don't have revolving door policies, like, and also, all of y'all don't have your doors locked? Listen, and I'm like, I wonder, because kids are trick-or-treating, and everybody's kind of up and near their door, and, you know, at the ready to open it. But also, like, he walked into, like, several houses and went swoop, swoop, swoop. Because in the next movie, you'll be like, he killed three people, like, three houses back-to-back. Because there's a nurse and doctor um, character that you see in this movie that you also see in the next movie. And a few other characters you see around in this movie that you'll see later. But they're in the same you know, town getting loose. Michael is getting busy. And he's like, Lori, I came for you. Okay. Pulled up, makes a jack-o'-lantern to someone's head after we get through Sartain because Allison is a smart bitch. She goes, you know, he said something to me because you know that's going to get his attention. It was like, what did he say? Stop the car and I'll tell you. Stop the car. And you know what? Mike literally breathes, (sighs) rises up, 
and gives Sartain everything. And she gets out and makes a run for it, makes it to the Mima house. But Michael Byers kills all the police, kills her daddy all the way in there and makes it in. And they get to the bottom to realize this whole situation has been a trap for Big Mike the whole time. Get Michael Myers down in the cellar. They trap him down, turn on the gas, light the fucking match after they whoop ass together as a unit, as a family, big, strong women. I was like, this is okay. I was at the theater like having the time, which is wild because what they do with the women characters later is wow, okay. But in this movie, you're like, oh man, this is nice, cool. And then you think he's going to burn up. And I'm like, yeah, this is great. This is before I knew there were going to be any more movies. I was like, oh, this is great. Cool. Michael's not dead. Because you know what? Yep. Halloween kills. The fire department comes and puts the fucking fire out. Once again, the movie picks up where the last one leaves off. It's okay. It's fine. We're still here. The fire department comes and puts the fire out. And Lori's right past like, no, let him burn. Like she's going off. And I'm like, yeah, let him the fuck burn. Because aren't we all on the same page that Michael Myers is cutting up? So if Lori Strode's house is on fire, nine times out of 10, Lori is either maybe in there dead, but Mike might be in there too. Like we're, I just, I'm trying to understand the town gets disconnect. This been happening way too long and your town is too crunk right now. For y'all to not be on the same page. I don't understand. But here we are. Clearly the 911 dispatcher didn't pass along the message. So the fire department comes in and puts the fire out. Mike, this shit has me rolling every time. Because when he brings that goddamn door up. Like motherfucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It steps out into the flames like, I've been back here, bitch, cooking the whole time. Like, I am just like, yes. The guest of honor is back. I just... You can't keep a bad bitch down. You should have just let the house burn. Nine times out of 10, he was probably going to live anyways. But you should have just let the house burn. Maybe we still could have had that mystery, you know, but no. The fire department put the fire out and then Mike put the fire department out. He cleared out the fire department. Haddonfield does not have the fire department. They tried to put up a good fight, but Mike, it was literally a 21, 20 on one match. And them hoes lost. Somebody had a nerd to try to spray him with the water hose. I said, baby, he's not even budging. Cut the water off. You're ruining. You're running the bill up. You are running the bill up. And now, to be fair, that would at least slow someone down. Not Michael Meyer. He walked through it like, girl, what are you even doing? What are you even doing? He takes like a circular saw and stabs someone with it. Like has a little whatever the thing is called. Don't know if it's hammer or a blade, but literally stabs him up and has Sla. him in the air. The blood is pouring. He's fucking people up left and right. His mask is half burnt. And he's like, yep, all the first responders, they're donezo. They're dead. Look at it. I'm back, bitch. Can't keep a bad bitch down. I'm coming to beat everybody's ass again. So at this point, we start off with... Cameron is walking home. He calling Oscar is the guy's name who got stabbed into the gate because he's like, oh, I messed it up with Allison. I'm trying to fix it. You can't fix that shit. You can't kiss somebody at the party that you brought me to. And you, yeah, I don't know how you're going to fix that. Maybe with her. But, you know, hey, teenagers move different. So 
He's calling him, but sees Hawkins bleeding out and calls the ambulance, gets him picked up. The hospital is crunk, okay, because the town cannot handle all this stuff. Like, they've never experienced all these now on one calls. They got, like, four, five, six bodies. It's the most bodies they've had all year, probably, at the same time. It's a fire. You know, all this stuff is going on. We're trying to get people to get back inside. The assailant is still loose. Like, we... Listen, police officers are dead, okay? And firefighters. We are fucked. It makes you question, what did they go through all that for? Like, you sat through all of movie one just to get to movie two and find out, no, the saga continues again, bitch. Like, we're still going. He's still, he's going, hold on, bitch. Hold my knife as I go get a bigger one because this is not enough. I need to go ahead and do more damage. And he does. He takes out a lot more people. And not only that, the whole shaboop around Michael Myers causes such an uproar in this community, rightfully so, but it also starts the larger conversation of who's the real monster here. Mike is not the only monster that exists in this community. Like, you now have, you know, what happens when people are kind of all over the place. You're in a fight or flight mode. You have this mob-like mentality. You see where they trying to, like, you know, we've got... um. What's his name? Uh, Tommy. Tommy Doyle and grown up. Now he's sitting up here like, we got to take back. We got to fight back. Got to let Mike know. He got the whole town up on it. Everybody's yelling out, evil dies tonight. It's a bitch running around with a motherfucker. It's people running around with all kinds of stuff. And they're like, yeah, we got to fight back in numbers. It's just chaos. Like they're chasing down the other guy who, the other uh, patient who didn't get on the van and, you know, trigger warning. Um, But he commits suicide. Um, he ends his life because he's like, bitch, I, where these people are not listening. Um, he's probably, he's super scared. They don't really show how severe or something that's going on with him, but you could definitely tell like, you know, he's got some stuff going on. He's not super verbal. He's scared. He's running away. You know, he too is a victim. Mike beat every, Mike fucked up everybody on the van. He was on the van. He's trying to get away from Mike just to end up in y'all's hands and clutches and y'all screaming at him and bashing in the doors and you know Lori's daughter trying to sit up here and help and they're all trying to clear the situation up but it's too soon like he jumps because he's like ah these people are gonna kill me this giant mob of all the townspeople of Townsville are gonna kill me and they're Not gonna the get me out of Townsville oh my yep, god these the oh. nega citizens oh so man bad. also the thing about them is like bruh y'all can't see him you, Tommy Doyle fuck you because first of all you were you literally saw Michael Myers in person you know damn well this person in this hospital gown with no mask on is not goddamn Michael Myers and also if it was he would have been killing y'all you think he was running away girl you're fucking stupid you're leading the fucking tribe in this get his ass yeah that, girl, girl. Is him? I thought it was him is it him with what? this fucking death portrait jab ass presentation I'm here after goddamn no I was pissed you know I was pissed I was like this is annoying I wish you hadn't done this. Okay. But evil dies tonight, I guess. Now we all chant it. Evil dies tonight. This is on the nose. Y'all killed the wrong person who y'all clearly... In the news show, both people, I don't understand why the news did not identify the people clearly as they would with any other criminal or escapee. You would name them this patient, blah, 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 and this patient, blah, blah, blah. Especially if one of them is Michael fucking Myers. I would identify that motherfucker first. Highlight him. This person is Michael Myers. Steer clear. There was also a height difference between both people. Like, hello? Like, the stature was not there. This guy was hunched over. This is clearly not Michael. I'm tired. Like, I, this whole situation had me blown. 
Um, I did think the Big John, Lil John thing was funny and fun. I know people were annoyed by that. By that, excuse me. Um, we already knew they was going to die because they live in the Myers house. We come on now. You live in the Myers house. Bruh. I expect anyone who lives in the Myers house and they to for- perish. And they foretold their own death. Like the dude was like, "Oh, anyone who's in there without invitation, they die." You was in there without invitation. You can't just buy Michael Myers' house. You thought that's his house. He pulled up, and now he to beat your ass. I don't even know why you would want that house. Like, outside of it, probably be a very beautiful home. It seems very large and spacious. Bad things have happened in that. And also, in another universe, Michael always comes back to this house. And in this universe, I don't know why. I guess people think, you know, I don't expect him to ever break out of where he is. But I never say never, bitch. Like, I just would not want the property. It's like knowing the house is haunted and still buying it anyways because it came with a discount. Bitch, what? Girl, that's the the ghost is not worth it. The risk of Michael Myers is never worth the price. I would rather rent my entire life. No, thank you. Also, this whole situation where we don't get much Lori because she's been stabbed up and she's in the hospital, and we get this fucking fake ass romance between her and Hawkins. Girl, I don't nobody care about this. I do. Okay, maybe not like say nobody. I do not care about this. I fucking hate it. Okay? You know I hate romance anyway. And you're going to force this romance in a Michael Myers movie that no one asked for. It's forced. It's forced. I get it. Like, I guess they're bonding over this, you know, long... They've been long friends, long everything. They're bonding over this trauma. It's just... It's forced. And yes, I'm going to talk about movie Halloween, Halloween Kills, and Halloween Ends in one big situation because they all happen back to back and the next one is a year after Halloween Kill ends. Um the majority oh, it was of four this, years. Girl felt like a year to me, bitch, because they were still moving. Okay. It was four. It felt, no, but it, it felt a, like a year to me about it. It was a year because we see to the year exactly a year to fuck after that motherfucker. But okay, y'all know how movies feel in the eighties where they do that fucking random time jump or even like Child's Play Two to Child's Play Three where it does a yes. time jump but it comes out back to back and that jolt and when you're looking back and watching it, it doesn't feel that wild. But I can feel living in the time and being like, oh, I just saw this movie last year and you jolted it. For That was a jolt for me. That was a little jarring. Yeah. I wasn't mad, but I was like, oh, this is how black people receive those movies so poorly um, when they come out. Because it's like when you're just watching the one from the year prior, this is a big pill. This is a big pill. It is. Now, there are some things I really liked about Halloween Kills besides the chaoticness of the evil dies in night sequence, because that's basically this whole movie. Just not even going to get up front with y'all. Like, it's this whole shaboop. I do like the several winks and nods to Halloween 3, because y'all keep trying to leave season of the, of the witch in the dust. And they're like, bitch, I'm telling you, we're still here with this movie. Like, you have the Bask Incorporated. They've got some other little fun taglines to it. You got the shitball kids. Like, I'm with it. I'm fucking with it. But like we said, we spend most of this film trying to like, you know, walk through this journey of Lori being in the hospital and, you know, seeing what the town is going through and how they're handling this whole situation. And essentially the town, the journey of the town's um, descent into madness and how they try to come out on the other end. And then we get, you know, into movie three and they talk about like moving on and trying to move past all the situation. You know, there's a time jump like Jazz talked about. And, you know, at this point, you know, Lori's daughter has died. That night, it's just a it's just a lot of sadness going on. Like Mike has taken so much from so many people in this town. And you're thinking that when this new movie comes in, that the town like is not gonna be empathetic 
But the way that the town is moving, it's, it's really fucking weird. I'm not even going to hold you. Like, I'm walking with the chaos, like the over-the-top campness of it. But the, the town is blaming... There's a couple different storylines here. Whenever they deal with people who are directly affected, like maybe their loved one was killed by Michael Myers or they're just in this town, everyone's victim-blaming Lori, not a fan of that at all, about why all this shit is happening to her. And I'm like, we all saw the same tales? I'm not understanding, but you know how that goes. So I'm gonna leave that at that because they're gonna find a reason to blame her. Like, even down to this side story of Allison connecting with the boy, I forgot his name and how- Corey. Corey, and he's now like- motherfucking Michael Myers protege and I was like I'm not even gonna let me let y'all know how I feel about Halloween um ends Halloween ends is nega grease too it is grease too I was smiling while watching the movie here's why grease too story of grease too if you haven't seen it here we go you got this guy named Mike and he wants to be um with he wants to be with Stephanie Zanoni so bad because she's a bad bitch. She's got the bad bitch fits on. And, you know, she's a pink lady. But in order for you to get with a pink lady, you got to be a T-bird. You got to have a motorcycle. You got to have all this shit. So Michael decides, I'm going to get a job. And I'm going to work at the, the the auto yard. And I'm going to sit up here and I'm going to work on these cars. And I'm going to put this motorcycle together. And I'm going to get this motorcycle. And there's going to be montages of me riding around, learning how to ride this motorcycle. And when I get the bad bitch in my dreams, and then we're going to ride on this motorcycle together. Now, think of the scenes I just described. If you've seen Halloween ends, they're riding around. What happens? Corey, after he becomes Michael Myers' protege in this little side, hey Arnold ass side quest. He gets out of the tunnels, bitch, and he decides, I'm going to get, oh, this is after Corey accidentally kills a kid as a babysitter. He gets a new job after he tries to get his life back on the road to redemption, because I know I'm sliding over it. We're going to talk about in detail what happens, but we're here on the grease too. He gets this job at the auto place, working the auto yard, scrap yard. They try to get him a motorcycle so he can get to work a lot faster because he's riding on his bike, girl. He in the bike lane. He's not getting there fast enough. He's late every day. So here we got our motorcycle. Corey is really, they're trying to hook him up with the girl, with um, Lori's granddaughter. We got the girl. She Allison. comes to the, yep, oh, thank you, because I forgot her name. Allison comes to the auto yard. She's trying to kick it with Corey. She's like, bitch, I don't give a fuck about my car and the, the muffler is dragging. I don't care about none of that, bitch. There's a lady in the car joking there somewhere. It's probably real sexist. I don't know. But I don't care about my muffler falling off, bitch. I'm about to ignore all the lights on the dashboard. I'm coming here to talk to you. I'm not coming to get the car fixed. Like, we would like shit, boy, I'm just here. That's a must. But she's here, and then we get our montages of them riding around on the motorcycle. They riding around, they get it, and I'm just like, this is Nega Grease too. Instead of becoming a T-bird to get your bitch, you're still going to get the motorcycle to get your bitch, but actually we're watching Corey become Michael Myers' protege and how the town pushed him to be Nega Corey and he got to live a whole sacred life. And I said, okay, y'all was pissed because y'all thought y'all was going to see Mike. And we're seeing Mike, just not the way you thought you was going to see Mike. Because Corey also thinks he's getting better than Mike. And Mike is like, bitch, let me show you why I am the original and you are the protege. I Okay. Listen, I like that part of the story. The whole Corey thing was, girl, please, we could have just not. Uh, the fact that you made Allison fall in love with this bad boy after she experienced all this shenanigans, especially it connects with the last story when she was like, you know, it wasn't Michael Myers' fault. It was Dr. Sartain's fault. It was his obsession. So, you know, she has, like, some sympathy or empathy, you know, for 
the killer in that situation where he was really minding his business anyway. And if y'all would have did nothing, maybe this shit would have just went without a hitch. Maybe. But maybe she's in a situation where Corey didn't do this. It was an accident. He's all right, you know. But also, he's on some, if I can't have her, no one else can. He's not all right. He's not okay. He's dangerous. He's very, he's abusive. And he's linking up with Mike. Show me how. Let's get it. I want you to know that Kaylin called me after she left the theaters to see this movie. And she was <laughs> she was like, This is one of the worst movies I ever see. What is this? I um almost died, but I love this movie. <laughs> I think it's ridiculous. It's camp. It's soap opera. It is literally days of our knives. And it's just, you know, you have to suspend a certain amount of disbelief to enjoy it. And if you are not going to do that, you're not going to have a good time. The writing for the women is abysmal. Why do you have Lori baking cookies and talk about some show grief your tits? Like, who wrote that? Like, what did... Girl, Allison's character and how she don't listen still is not listening to her grandma, although her grandma has been proving her right the whole time. Like, her grandma has been right about everything so far. I, that is just beyond me because you've had the proof right in front of your fucking face. I don't understand anything about that. And then this love story is, mm, girl, we could have cut that whole thing. 20 minutes would have been great. Forced. Forced. Now, the kills. All right. Voila. Magic. There's some nice kills in here. Now, what I will say is y'all really pulled up an evil that did die tonight. The town came together and they meat grinded this motherfucker up. And all I had to say is finally, because if y'all did not turn him into pulp, I would not have expected. He's coming back. (sighs) He's coming back. I need you to know it does not. It do not matter. It does not matter that they pulverized that nigga in the end. It does not matter that they mushed him up with the play-doh machine it don't matter we're going to see him later we're going to see him later he's back bitch it 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 doesn't matter um now for Corey and his uh origin story he's at work he's a babysitter he's babysitting this kid they live in this giant ass house the kid is a dickhead the kid locks him the mom is, you know, the kid obviously has some sort of fear from the boogeyman or the shape, you know, everything around Michael Myers, as he should be. Michael Myers, scary ass nigga, that shit is scary. But, you know, especially because the stuff is real. And at this point, they never caught Mike. He's still out there. Um, So the parents tell Corey this before they leave to go out, you know, and he gets to his job babysitting. Like I said, the kid, the shitball kid locks Corey into the closet after making it seem like there's somebody else in the house. And I'm going to hold you. I feel like there was someone else in the house. I don't really care what they were trying to allude to. I don't care if no one was in the house. Fooled me, bitch. Somebody's in the house in my mind. So when this is happening, the shitball kid likes Corey in the attic. The parents come home. So all they hear and we see is Corey like kicking his feet on the door. He's shook. He's very scared. He thinks there's someone else going on the house. He thinks he's trapped in this giant mansion. You don't know what's going on, but he's screaming like, I'm going to kill you, kid. Like, unlock the door. At first, it's like, calm, like, okay, unlock the door. Stop playing. Stop playing. And then it just escalates. And all the parents walk in on is, I'm going to kill you, kid. The kid is standing behind the door, unbeknownst to Corey. Kiki and having a grand old time, bitch. Just laughing, throwing his head back, cackling, just causing all kinds of mischief. Well, bitch, you played yourself because you're standing behind the door and Corey is donkey kicking the fuck out the door because he's scared. 
And that door, whoom, slides open, smacks the kid in the face. He falls and plummets to his doom and falls down into the foyer, just like the scene from Wreck. And I'm like, wow. Bruh, as Here the parents go. are coming in, ooh, how convenient is that? Wow. As they open the door, he laying right there. I feel for Corey. Now, as a educator, I would have just been like, you know what? Either someone's pranking me. Or I'm locked in. I'm just, I would have just sat in the closet. Cause someone's gonna come home at some point and I'll just tell them what happened. That yep. would have been my thought. But also, I didn't live in Haddonfield and Mikhail Mars didn't be everybody asked just a few years prior. So, sure. you know, hey, I have a different mindset. Cause if I thought it was Michael Myers, I don't know what I would have done. Um, but, you know, he gets yeah. off. It was an accident. You know, he does, like, serve time. And everybody just treats him really terribly, especially the drumline-ass motherfuckers who come and try to get looking from him, which is really wild. Oh, fuck them. I, they are the worst. They are literally cartoony, cartoony-like villains, like cartoon bullies. That, that, and you know they're going to die. So whatever, fuck them. They do die. Gnarly deaths. That's what they get. That's what they fucking get. But... Also, again, you were talking about people just blaming Lori again. I'm like, bro, y'all, Michael, you saw him. It was Michael Myers. He walked through and beat everyone's ass. How are you blaming Lori? She did not summon him. She ain't tell him to go in and do all of this. But, you know, whatever. He's back. He's in the drain. He link up with Corey. I don't understand if they have a psychic connection. Because you see, like, fucking flashbacks. What does that mean? What is this? It means they should have called Buster Rhymes. That's exactly what it means. They should have called Buster Rhymes. Should have apparated and beat everybody's ass, and you wouldn't have any of these issues. Because last movie, mm -hmm. fifteen of y'all tried to beat Michael Myers, and y'all got him on the ground and was like, ha ha ha, and he got up and beat y'all ass. That was y'all could have literally turned him into a pulp, and you did not. Okay, you should have stomped a mud hole in his ass and walked it dry, and you did not. They play themselves, and that's why they all got dog-walked accordingly. I mean, that's really just it. I'm still processing how I feel about this movie. I do not dislike it. Halloween ends, that is. It is not the worst in the franchise to me. And no. I'm going to be honest with you, I do not. I'm still processing all the things, so I do not have official list of what is what and where everything aligns for me. I know in movie three, we already know how I feel about that. I go up for the girl. But this franchise, this film series in itself is such a feat. I'm really excited that we got a chance to chat about it because even with all of the chaos of the different parts and the time jumps and the filling the loops and blah, 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 I do not walk away like, God damn, I'm never watching another Halloween movie ever again. Like that's, no, these are words that do not leave my mouth. I am forever watching a Halloween movie. I am for like it's still I still have not read it to a movie that's still so bad. This was chaotic, like almost like malignant chaotic when everybody watched it. It was like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. That's how I felt when I watched Halloween ends. I can't believe this is happening. Very again, soap opera, and I was into all of it. And again, 20, 30 years from now, they're gonna go back and watch this and be like, oh, look at this chaotic ass movie. And I'm gonna be Somebody like, just I, I was there when it <laughs> happened with my cane. I'm gonna be walking, Not my hips body. gonna be at my hips gonna be fucked up at that point. I think these movies are great. <laughs> I mean, the plot is whatever, and they, I can't believe they were like, yes, Laurie Strode, they really drop him in the in the shit 
cool, but this is Jerry Springer. I I can't believe this. Also, Allison, you did all this over a man. Over a man. How embarrassing. The embarrassing. I uh, I know she's supposed to be young and she's supposed to learn and she got a lot of stuff going on in her life and I totally understand. But like we said, the writing around the femme characters in this movie, the women characters movies is abysmal. It, it, some better choices could have been made. Now, I will say one small detail that was terrifying was when Lori was hiding in the kitchen and the clock was chiming and she stopped it and he immediately knew where she was. I was like, this motherfucker's so observant. He heard the clock stop and looked in the direction and found your ass. That is scary. I, uh, ooh. But what I did like, there was a part in this movie where Lori kind of shows that she also, because she's been on the run from this man for so long, she started embodying some of his traits too. So you see her like vanish real fast and hit them corners. And I was like, damn, all of y'all been to school a big mic, and you learn how to get real fast with quiet feet. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I see you moving real quick. I just, I will say that I like this movie. I liked Malignant better than this film in terms of like camp. Um, We all know how I went up for that. I did not dislike Halloween ends for real. I'm still processing me through all the things. And I don't even know why they call it Halloween ends because I know somebody going to come back and revive Mike from the dead. I just... I just know it. We just need to go ahead and go to space and get it over with. Please put Big Mike in space. Put Big Mike in space. I support this all the way. Um, I just, I'm waiting for the day where they literally electrocute him back to life. <laughs> they just fuck it. We're live. They're gonna, there's gonna be another Halloween movie within the next 30 years, probably, if the world is still Less spinning here and as we, you know, with us still on it, because that, that, that's questionable. We don't mm. know. Um, but if we are, that, that, that's likely to be a thing. These franchises are not going away. They're not. No. And they should not. Like, I honestly feel like the day that the niggas be like, bro, I'm not fucking with Michael Myers no more. I'm like, well, it's time for me to go because Earth is boring and you guys are not fun anymore. You're lame. You're not really liking the good, the greats anymore. And you're just, you know, not really pushing up the new girls. You're just boring. And I'm tired. The great flood need to come on back. Like, that would just be me. You heard what I said, bitch. It's getting biblical. I just, I'm tired. It's not biblical. Oh, my it gosh. Is. I'm tired. You know, if they start saying, oh, I can't fuck the, I'm just tired. my like, well, bitch, well, what is your brain going to do? Like, who are you going to give us to replace this icon? No one. Not interested. Moving on next. We go out for this franchise. That's... We do. literally just did. That's all of the things. I'm going to be 80. And if there's a movie when I'm 80, I'm going to be in the theaters watching Big Mike cut the fuck up. Every time. Every time. Every time. I am biased. I do not care. You know? That's it. That's it. But again, That's it. I allow sharks to be in tornadoes. I done told y'all that before. I watched The Ginger Dead Man. I allow for all kinds of havoc to wreak in horror. Like, there's just all kinds of havoc to happen as long as we're having a good time. And I had a good time. Sure did. Mm. Okay. Now, if you had a good time, didn't have a good time, maybe, I don't know, uh, pull up on us at Girl That's Scary on Instagram or the Twitter machine. You can also send us a professional email at grlts pod at gmail.com we also have a website www.girlthatscary.com you know pull up on us let us know how you feel which which halloween installment is your favorite outside of the first one okay that's too easy if yes. i put the first one in there 
out what's your favorite sequel let's say that what's your favorite fucking sequel because that is gonna bound to get wild fucking answers yeah sequels or requels yes and um let us know also five stars of five star chicks thank you so much for pressing play hello Um, (laughs) if this is your first time here we didn't talk about booty holes this time that was nice we didn't but Mm -hmm. there's always time next week yes there is and until next time y'all bye Thank you for listening to the Dread Podcast Network.